Blog Talk Radio. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Show brought to you as always by BackpagePress.com and by the number one non-updated hockey site in all the land, LCSHockey.com. LCS, your basic bitch. All right, Mike Dell, are you there? I'm here, Larry. All right, I see that uh, once again you're uh, gambling with the Skype. <laughs> yes. All right. So we'll see how long that works. Hey, yep. Uh, now, Larry, uh, for tonight's show, yeah. big show, you watched both seasons <laughs> of Lodge 49, and we were going to break down every episode. And, mm-hmm. Right? I didn't do that, though. No. Oh. No, I think that was, I think that's your third podcast. Oh, that's right, Lodge 1-9. Yeah, I forgot all about yeah, that. Yeah, Lodge 1-9, yeah. So what are we doing this uh, evening, Larry? Well, we were, we watched Earth Girls Are Easy, and then, uh, why did we do that? Um, remember last week on the show, we were like, we got to think of something for next week. Then I just saw it on Amazon Prime when I was scrolling through there, and I was like, what about this movie? It's supposed to be like an 80s cult classic. Why don't yeah. we watch this? Is it really a cult classic? I don't, I don't think. I, don't. I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah. It definitely is. Really? Yeah. Find that hard to believe. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> we'll get into that later. <laughs> but, uh, what else, Larry? Uh, there's not a whole lot, man. Honest to God, I got nothing. Really. <laughs> All right, nothing. well, let's, let's let's start with some wrestling off the top. Because mm. uh, yesterday they had their big super showdown in Saudi Arabia, WWE. Yeah. And I did not watch it wake up late, and it was already over, and then I didn't feel like watching it. But I watched the highlights, and there's a big controversy, Larry. Big controversy in the wrestling world, because they had Goldberg, what, 55-year-old Goldberg, who's had like three matches in the last, I don't know, 30 years, and they've all sucked. Uh, they they put the belt on Goldberg. Yeah. He beat, he beat The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, The Fiend. Mm-hmm. They've been building up Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, as like an unstoppable <sighs> monster for the past year. Seth Rollins could not kill him with a gun when they fought. He, he <laughs> hit him with like 50 curb stomps. Didn't matter. Bray Wyatt just uh, kept kicking out. 
So he he beats Daniel Bryan. Uh, did he feud with anyone else? That's pretty much it, right? Just those two. Uh, and uh, then the Miz. Then he faced. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that was that. Well, yeah, I guess it was kind of a feud, huh? But I don't know. Yeah, he didn't last long. Yeah. So, but he faces fifty-five-year-old Goldberg, who I, I think uh, Goldberg's last match was when he squashed Dolph Ziggler. When was that? SummerSlam or something? Or uh, I don't even remember. Yeah, that maybe. Was. I don't. I have no. I try to block Goldberg out. <laughs> and then before that, of course, was the disaster against the Undertaker in Saudi Arabia, where like, knocked him. It's terrible. terrible. So he's he's wrestling uh, Bray Wyatt for the title, and he beats him in less than three minutes. Yep. This is unstoppable, mom. <laughs> it was so fucking stupid. Like, honest to God, um, we were here because uh, Nick, Nick was off yesterday, and by the time I got home from work, I forgot it started, but... I caught the last two matches of it live, you know, the Bailey match and then this this debacle here. And um, when he pinned him, I literally yelled, what, at the TV? Like, I, none of that made any sense for that to happen like that. Like, like you said, Bray Wyatt was like, you know, this like you said, an unstoppable everything, and then Goldberg just spears him like 30 times. It was a squash <laughs> match, basically. It made no sense at all. It made zero sense. And then he Why hit him uh, with a jackhammer. He hit him with a jackhammer kind to finish of. him. But it really wasn't sort a jackhammer. Of. It was more like a suplex, a tripping suplex. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> oh, please jump up in the air, and I will try to use your body's momentum to to, to twist you over onto your back. It, it, was, yeah. it was weak. And I get it. Bray Wyatt's not a small dude, but, you know, Goldberg's not young either. Like, it, it's just so yeah. dumb. I get it. He's in good shape. He is. He's in good shape for a 55-year-old guy. But he's a 55-year-old guy, though. Yeah. Who doesn't wrestle yeah, like, anymore? Like thirty-year-old Goldberg would have no trouble putting up Bray Wyatt. You know, he would have just no. put him up there, jackhammering him. But yeah, fifty-five-year-old, it's it's harder. <laughs> it's a lot harder. And I, you know what? I'll buy thirty-year-old Goldberg squashing Bray Wyatt. Yeah, but not fifty-five-year-old Goldberg. Not Here's the problem with WWE. They, they they always complain they don't have new stars that they can't. Then they finally get one. Bray Wyatt, and they just squash him with a 55-year-old guy. Or they bring yeah. The Undertaker out to, to uh, beat AJ Styles. And they they got to let the pass go. <laughs> let the pass oh, go. I hear you. They should have had, hear you that. They could have built so many new stars off of Wyatt. Just have some, make Aleister Black be the guy that beats him, you know, with his occult yep. learn and all that stuff. Uh, that would have been great. Um, Demon Finn Balor, that would have been great. Um, yeah. But... Yeah. So the now Goldberg, the plan, <laughs> Goldberg. Uh, so the plan was to have, I guess, him uh, Bray Wyatt versus uh, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania with Reigns winning the title. Like he would be the guy to finally beat the. And you know, everyone, whatever about Roman Reigns, but at least he has. He's been away from the title picture for like a year now. You know. Uh, and yeah, but longer that's not enough. He's sick. That's not enough. Yeah. It's not, it's not enough, though. But, you know, he was I, in I think, it for too long. I think now he'll be cheered, though, if he wins. But uh, so now it looks like mm. it's going to be Bray versus John Cena at WrestleMania, and I guess he'll beat Cena, but 
who cares? We've already seen him lose, and he just got squashed yeah. by Goldberg's. It, it makes yeah, no what, sense. I don't know. I, I yeah, I don't get that. I don't understand the John Cena Bray Wyatt angle anyway. Like, what what's what's the beef there? Well, they feuded once before, John... you know, back back in the day. It, it seems like the Fiend. Now they could tell a story here. They could tell a story with this loss because it seems like the Fiend is only powerful against people who have wronged him in the past. You know, like he's going out to get revenge against people who have done him bad in the past. And Goldberg, he never had a history with him, so, you know, whatever. Um, so with Cena and Bray, they did feud before, and Cena beat him at WrestleMania once before. But do you remember the coolest thing about their feud? Uh, Cena just took those steel steps, and he was in the ring, and he ran and threw them at Bray Wyatt when he was on, like, the entrance ramp. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> that was awesome. He yeah. just threw those steps, like, 30 feet crack Bray Wyatt with him. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> So, so in that sense, so maybe the secret to beating the fiend is, you know, if unless he has a deep-seated hatred, he's not as powerful against you. So, but maybe now he'll come back and he'll murder Goldberg and get the title. And okay, if you tell a story with it, that's fine. But you know, they're not going to do that. <laughs> you know, they're no. Not no, they're not. <laughs> it's just a seventy-year-old man who's crazy and doesn't care about storytelling or characterization or, you know, continuity, logic. He just does what he wants. And product sucks. The other thing is, too, is, like, Bray Wyatt doesn't need the belt anyway. Like, he's yeah, already he creepy. Had... He yeah, doesn't he need it. He doesn't. Had... Right. So don't, they shouldn't, you know, like, because you could still keep building up this, like, he's crazy and nobody can stop yeah. him angle. And, and now the belt's not on the line, so it doesn't matter if he keeps winning or not. Yeah, they never really should have put the belt on him at all, because why would a character like that even care about a belt? You know? Yes, exactly. Why would he yeah. give a shit about a fucking wrestling belt? <laughs> he should have just been about vengeance and like yeah. killing the people that did him wrong in the past or whatever. That would have been great. Yeah. But, uh, it's WWE, so what can he do? Um, fucking it, Goldberg, man. Do not get invested in any of the characters or storylines because they, they never pay off properly. <laughs> never. <laughs> not one. Yeah. I guess Daniel Bryan did back in the day, but then you know he had to leave because he was uh, always injured. But um, yeah, but what year was that too? That was probably like three, seven, eight years, years ago. ago? Yeah, not that long. Really? Well, seven, eight? Because we yeah, because we like, just had this was, conversation last week where I we know. just think everything was two or three years ago, but it wasn't. It was like what? That was WrestleMania thirty. What are they at now? Thirty-five, thirty-six. I 30. I don't know where they're at. So it's it's about about five years probably. Five years. All right. Thousand fifteen ish around there. But uh yeah, I, I don't know. I guess Kofi had a nice story and then they of course it didn't pay off in the end. They just squashed him with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, and and then I saw other people were mad that Brock squashed Ricochet. Well yeah, what'd you expect to happen there? <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't he? <laughs> Ricochet like weighs as much as his leg. He's just, he's just yeah. gonna murder him. Uh, he should yeah. squash Ricochet. There's levels to this. Yeah, Ricochet not on his level. So, yeah. That know. was another hey. stupid ass match. Well, so what happened with um? Is that Kane Velasquez guy no longer? Was he just a one, you know, one month no, run? No, that's he had to have knee surgery again. 
but he's back yeah. training at the center down the NXT Performance Center down there. So mm. He's getting. I guess uh, I heard Tito Ortiz was also training down there. Yeah, I heard. I heard he was training. Yeah. <laughs> How would you like Tito Ortiz I, in the WWE? <laughs> I would like that. I because he's famous in MMA circles for not being able to string coherent sentences together. So I would love for him to get a promo, <laughs> like a live mic and a promo and raw. Oh, it'd be tremendous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the meme. I hear you. Yeah. Um, it would be like the ultimate warrior without the face paint. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, that's the, uh, one, one good thing of wrestling that is passed with Larry, uh, on, on raw. Did you watch the women's uh, contract signing for elimination chamber? Yeah. Oh, that was interesting. Uh-huh. That was Oscar yeah. was great in that. Yeah. Here, here, here's the thing I think with Oscar. At no point should she be speaking English at all. Everything should be in Japanese. <laughs> and, well, and her and Kyrie get it, and they they chuckle and they laugh hysterically. But nobody else knows what the fuck they're saying. That's you know what I mean. Instead of like working, yeah. Well, in well some, that's basically like, what they're doing. They English. let her. She's saying like one or two lines of English. But I mean, it was great when she confronted Baszler, and then in English said, "Bite me." That was tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then how about Liv Morgan running, jump, jumping over the table with uh, Ruby Riot? That was great. Yeah, that was cool. Looking good. Yeah, Liv Morgan's looking good. good. <laughs> so we'll see. All right, so that's the big – oh, you're excited at AEW this week, right, Lance? Oh, yeah, AEW tomorrow night. Lance is coming over. We're going to watch it. I'll be there. You want to come over and watch it? Yeah. yeah it's good now, because you, uh, know, you, 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 know, you know what you happens in AEW – yeah, this is a pay-per-view, yeah. Hello. What happens in AEW? Uh, well, their storylines pay off. Uh. <laughs> like, they actually, like, they actually run, like, a story, and then, like, you know, there's continuity and what have you with it. So, so the main event is uh, Jericho versus Taichita. Is that what? It's, yeah, Jericho versus Dean Ambrose, yeah. Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you're you're breaking like... up already. You're breaking up already. Oh my! Yeah. Really Usually you make it like. <laughs> oh, what was it? Well, uh, is the main event Jericho versus Type Two Diabetes? Oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Man, right. Should I call in on the cell phone? Is that what you're telling me? Well, you sound okay right now, but you were breaking up there for for a minute. So maybe we're at the the beginnings of your. Breaking up. Does I this think, do this on flea market fantasy? No, not usually. But I think the difference is when we do the flea market fantasy, Mike L's on Skype as well. So yeah. we're Skype. Okay. And to get into here, I have to call in with the phone number. Um, oh, I although see. If, I, if I host the show, maybe I should start hosting the show because there's an option if you're the host of the show to Skype in. Maybe the connection will be better. But I logged into the switchboard to see if I could Skype in. But I'm not the host, and I could not, so I had to call oh. the number. But, anyway. I see. All right. So, um, yeah. So you should come over and watch AEW. It's it's been very good. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people saying it's been uh, pretty good these last few weeks. Um, yeah. I guess Omega versus uh, Pac was this past week, right? Uh, yeah, there was like an Iron Man match. It ended in a tie, and then they had extra time. And yeah, it was a good match. It was a good match. Now, the bastard Pack. Uh, who the fuck's he fighting? Oh, he's fighting Orange Cassidy. 
<laughs> no, he should just murder yeah. Orange Cassidy. <laughs> he should. Yeah, he should. Yeah. Like, that should not Cassidy's be anything. hilarious, though. Yeah, he's funny, but he shouldn't be competing against Pac. Uh. Mm. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, uh, Goldust versus uh, Jack Swagger is going to be good. You got Cody uh, versus uh, no, no. Maxwell Wait, Jacob Friedman. Stop, 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 huh. stop. stop. If this was a couple of years ago and it was Jack Swagger versus Goldust, you would be shitting all over it. Now it's five years I later. I would be because it would be Jack Swagger coming out, putting his hand over his fucking heart and doing some. You know, <laughs> he's just this regular dude. Like He's just a, a shoot kind of guy where like he's just a, you know, this is me. I'm going to beat the fuck out of you type of thing. There's he's no a big character. He's, yeah, he's, he's big huge. Yeah. yeah. I, like um, I don't know. It's going to be good. All right. Yeah. yeah. Save me a spot. I will. No, I'm not coming. Yeah, Nick just Nick just uh she just uh steam cleaned the uh the couches and, and the chair nice. today and all that jazz. Yeah, so the smoke just got clean. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I I won't be there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I used to come down and watch stuff. But yeah, I just, you used uh, to. Well, you used to do a lot of things, but you don't any, anymore. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to leave the house. All right, so yeah. uh, what else? I'm on to season three of The Expanse. Yeah? It, it, still like the same vibe, or is it, you know, is it still the same show, or have they gone in kind of a different direction with it? Uh, it's still this. I mean, it's a good show. It's it's a well-done show. Um yeah, I will say there's, I liked it. there's like an episode or two at the end of season two, and where I think the writing got a little. It's based on a series of books, so and that's oh. kind of like Game of Thrones. So you could tell because the, the season one was so well plotted and everything worked out. But I, I want to look into this to see if maybe when do the books run out and if these <laughs> scenes, that, like if these scenes that annoyed me, because there's a couple. Here's the problem, Larry. When, when you have uh, people. Uh, getting into life and death situations every episode, yet they always get out, you know? After a while, it's just like, well, why should I care about anything? Because yeah, I know they're going to be all right. Because in season one, when something significant happened, there were consequences. <laughs> but towards the end of season two, it, it kind of became just like a TV, like, it wasn't as well written. It was more just like a hacky TV show a little bit, a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, like a no uh, stakes. sci-fi. Yeah, it was just more like a TV show than an actual work of, uh, I don't know, like a really, really good story. You know what I mean? It was right. Just like yes. Formula, formulaic might be a better way to say yes. it. Yes. All right. But it rebounded. There's only a couple brief moments like that, but it's still a solid show. It's still a solid show. Yeah. Or there's like five or six seasons of that, seven, something like that? I, I, think, I think there's four. Like they just ended their fourth season. I think it got picked up again for a fifth, I think. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, well, that's good. But I would recommend it. Yeah, people are out there looking for something to watch. I think uh, season one, there's ten episodes, and then I think there's 13 in each of two and three. Um, So it's a lot of of content. I just put it on at night and let it roll. Yeah. business. See, the problem for me is is that it's one of those shows you kind of have to pay attention to, and if I'm going to be paying attention, that's late at night, which means Nick's in here, and Nick does not want to sit through that bullshit. <laughs> There's no ghost in that. 
There's no Daryl Dixons in that. There's some alien stuff happening. In yeah. Like that. I don't think. I can't get her into uh, it. Um, well, I was looking for another show we could watch, you know. Um, and I, I looked for, like, Dallas or, you know, one of them shows. And I couldn't – Yeah. Not streaming anymore. But I did see Hill Street Blues is streaming on Hulu. Yeah. Would you up? Would you be up to watching Hill Street Blues? I will try it. If you if you like uh, NYPD Blue, I think you'll like. There is no NYPD Blue without Hill Street Blues. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of like the progression. You know. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching an episode or two when I was a kid because I think it came on maybe 10 p.m. Yes. If I remember, but I was like, you know, you, you know, every once in a while, like if you're sick or something, and you know, you, you know, you're going to be off at school and you're just laying in bed. Well, you know, I might have seen an episode or two, but it wasn't something I watched regularly because I don't know what year that came out, but I couldn't have been older than twelve or thirteen. It was early '80s. It was early '80s. Oh. So yeah, so uh-huh. ten maybe, ten years old. Yeah, I didn't really watch it back then, but then when I was like maybe twenty-ish. Uh, I think A and E would show reruns in the afternoons. Yeah, and I watched a few then, and it was, I was impressed back then. So, but I haven't seen it, you know, in like twenty years. <laughs> so, how many seasons is that? Uh, I think 31. seven. <laughs> I think seven. <laughs> and you know, back then they, they did a lot of episodes. So, I'm sure there's probably at least twenty episodes each season. Yeah, maybe more. There wasn't a whole, you know, it wasn't like, uh, you know, it wasn't like today where there's 9,000 shows per per network. You know, back then they, they only had like 20 shows, and they, they rode them motherfuckers hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, uh, did anyone real famous come out of there? Uh, Daniel J. Trevante, wasn't he on Oh, well, he got famous for it, but I mean, like, any, like, young people who then became famous? Oh, I have no idea. Hmm. Gary Busey. It it was on from eighty one to eighty seven. All right, so I would have been eight to fourteen. Uh, trying to see how many episodes we got here. One hundred and forty six episodes. Oh that, my that would, god! That would carry us well into two thousand and twenty two. We could just yeah, it would. You really would. Uh. Uh, so I don't know, give it some thought. Yeah. <laughs> and it was followed by uh, the show Beverly Hills Bunts. <laughs> Bunts? Cause, uh, yeah, what's, that, what's the guy from NYPD Blue? Wasn't he on here and then he got the spinoff into Bunts? Um, what's Bunts? That was, a, that was the character's last name, B-U-N-T-Z, Norman Bunts. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> Uh, is Dennis Dennis Franz? Oh, yeah. Oh, I had no idea. I never heard of it. He, yeah, he was on Hill Street Blues at the end, and uh, he spun off. He was a morally and ethically questionable cop on Hill Street Blues. Hmm. Interesting. Was he Sipowitz on there? <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, so there is. They basically just took all the seeds from NYPD Blue or uh, from Hill Street Blues and made NYPD Blue. But yeah. But no, what I'm saying is he's not actually 
Andy Sipowitz on Hill Street yeah. Blues, and then they spun him off. He was just another no, name is, piece of shit his cop. Name, uh, his name is Norman Bunce. That's the name. Oh. That's why it's called Beverly Hills Bunce. Oh, that's to, uh, re- oh okay. See, I oh, all right. I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. All right. Literally. Right. I, yeah. yeah, I saw Beverly. Like, see, what I thought you were saying was, oh, Dennis Franz was a piece of shit cop, and he ended up getting NYPD blue out of that at some point. But, but he actually had his own like sitcommy Beverly Hills Bunts on after well, Hill Street Blues. It, like the sequel, yeah, he spun off into his own show, and then uh, it is kind of like a, a comedy. He's a private eye in Beverly Hills, oh. I guess. It's like a dramedy they Weird. describe it as. Maybe let's watch Beverly yeah. Hills Bunt. Is that streaming anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it, since maybe we could go to Dennis Franz's house. I've never even heard of it. Beverly Hills Bunt. Beverly Hills <laughs> Where is it? Like Beverly Hills Bunts. It is Franz. I wasn't lying. Yeah, no, I know, but goddamn, <laughs> that's weird. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, don't see I can't imagine anyone who still has copies of it. No. Oh, the, the Beverly Hills Bunts pilot is on uh, YouTube. Yeah, I see that. And oh, episode number eight, Bunts of the like, Desert. Let's watch Beverly Hills Bunts. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, next week we're watching right. Beverly Hills Bunts. The pr- yeah. We'll watch the pilot episode. Nice. Well, you know what else is on uh, YouTube I saw? Uh, I don't know. I, I We've brought this show up before, but... Uh, Remember when with Dick Cavett? I saw there's a few episodes oh. on there, and I'm going to watch those this weekend. Love wow, that show. I haven't seen that since I was a little kid. Yeah. 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 I love Dick Cavett for some reason. I just do. He was on an episode of Cheers. Mm. Yeah. He's all right. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I love him. Okay. I have been watching a lot of Cheers lately. At night, I put it on to fall asleep. So. Yeah. I've been watching the later seasons. Uh, Is that with Woody? Uh, yeah. Uh, he came in in what uh, season four, and uh, they had eleven seasons total. Oh my god! That's what I'm saying. You see what I'm saying about <laughs> riding them shows hard? Eleven season of Cheers. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I've been watching the season eleven recently. It's really strong. Like. I think stronger than like you know eight or nine. So they went out on a high note. They uh, were doing good. Sam will um, die. No, he's not. Hmm. You think they'll bring Cheers back? <laughs> I'd, I'd love it. Yeah. Would you watch Cheers that back. if they like rebooted that? Because you know they reboot everything. Oh, I guess would dancing still be Sam Malone, or would they just like cast all new people, like a like a reboot? No, same young people. Cat. No, here, no, they're still sitting in the same fucking stools. <laughs> Norm is still on his phone. I thought Norm was in like a Domino's commercial on the Super Bowl. Did you see that? Or... Really? Yeah, they have something yeah. where you place your order online or something with uh, your name, and he comes in. He says, and they say your name. He goes, "I'm Norm." You know, he's like Norm. Yeah. That's where he's at in his career, then. Domino's <laughs> well, commercials. Like, he's like 70-something. So, yeah. 
Those Mr. Mum royalties aren't cashing in anymore, I guess. Or <laughs> Gung Ho. Gung Ho. You don't even know your Michael Keaton movies. What the fuck? Oh, I know my Michael Keaton movies. <laughs> hey, the Penguins were in L.A. the other night, Larry. They lost 2-1, two, two to one, which was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the crowd, not only uh, one David Damashek and his son, but Michael Keaton as well. Nice. Yeah. And during the broadcast, they pointed out the celebrities because they said the stars were out. And then they showed Will Ferrell, Michael uh-huh. Keaton, Pat yep. Sajak. Well, no, men- no mention of Damashek. Well, he probably asked them not to. Yeah, probably. He had his kids and stuff, you know. Yeah. So, so, sad. All right. All right. Uh, are we ready for Earth Girls Reezy? I guess. Well, I, I watched another movie. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, I watched Godzilla, King of the Monsters. All right, now which Godzilla? It's like a thousand Godzillas. It's know. the most yeah. recent one. I think it's called King of Monsters or something to that effect. Okay. And, uh, it, it's got, um, it's got Eleven from Stranger Things in it. And it's <laughs> okay. got, um... Uh, that Kyle Chandler guy, and then it's got Vera uh, Farmiga. I have no idea who Kyle Chandler is. He was in Friday Night Lights. I don't know if he was in the show or the movie or both. I don't know, but he. He's well, like what about that coach. show? What do, would you like to watch Friday Night Lights? I mean, well, I already got Beverly Hills Bunce to get through. <laughs> It's the whole thing. I've never seen Friday Night Lights, but I hear good things. People always say it was. Yeah, I've show. never, I've, I've never seen, I've never seen it either. And I believe that's how. Uh, uh, who, who's that? Minka Kelly, right? Minka Kelly was on that. Is that is that still Jeter's old lady? No, Jeter's married to. Uh, who's he married to? So that, that one model, that one Sports Illustrated model, right? Oh, all right. I thought I thought him and Mika Kelly were a thing, but they were was before. Jeter got oh, at one point. It's left and right, but yeah, he, uh, he Come got on. around. Derek Jeter, man, why the fuck wouldn't you be getting around? <laughs> Derek Jeter, New York City like baseball player. He looks yeah. like a Muppet had sex with her. Wasn't that fun? Yeah. yeah, but money has money has a way of making you look handsome. All right, so uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters. Yeah. Ah, man. You know, here's this. Was there a giant monkey among the monsters? Um, no, but they do show King Kong in, in, like, they reference King Kong in there, but he's not actually in the movie. They show, like, a little clip of him, but I don't know. So (laughs) we were kids. Do you remember, like, Godzilla vs. King Kong? Wasn't that a thing? I think so, yeah. I think it was. All right. But I don't know. The thing is, here's the thing with Godzilla, is that all those movies blow. I, there, <laughs> there, isn't a, there isn't a good Godzilla movie. They're, they're just, they've never made one. They still haven't made one. Um, this new one's real terrible, too, because it's another one where, like, all the humans in the movie, every scene they're in, they just barely missed dying 
you know, yeah. whether a mountain just missed falling on them or, yeah. you know, the ice they're on breaking underneath and into a giant, like, 700-foot sinkhole. But he jumps, you know, eight inches just far enough away. He knew that the ice wasn't going to break right here, so that's where he stopped running. It's always like <laughs> that kind of shit. But, uh, like, the actual fights with the monsters was all right. I didn't mind that at all. Like, because they had Godzilla, obviously, and then, you know, Mothra shows up. But Mothra is, like, good, which I always thought Mothra okay. was a bad guy, but, but Mothra was good. Yeah. And then they were fighting uh, this big vol- like uh, this big volcano bird. I don't know. It was, like, on fire. I think they called it Rodan. And then there was yeah. this big flying dragon thing with three heads. That was, uh, I can't remember the name of that fucking thing. But it was just kind of like, you know, it was kind of like the Avengers, but with (laughs) (laughs) just big monsters. (laughs) Like, they were all just fighting each other and shit. So, those scenes were good. The rest of it's garbage. The acting's bad, and the the story's stupid. But, uh, you know, the special effects, as far as monsters goes, was fun. It got a 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. That seems high. (laughs) Seems high because there's not enough monster fighting in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. It was all right. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Wait, hold on. Let's bring Jank in. Let's see if let's see if Jank saw Godzilla real quick. Jank. Yo, what's going on, guys? <laughs> I always like when we just did surprise you. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, did you see Godzilla King of God. Monsters? Yeah, I saw it in the theater. Sadly. <laughs> Holy hell! That's I was one of those idiots. Yeah. <laughs> did you? <laughs> I still hold what out do you hope think for those movies, it? even though they're always terrible. Um, yeah. It was not good. <laughs> no. It was better than the Brian Cranston one, I guess, but not by much. Yeah. Um, like they increased the amount of monsters maybe by ten, fifteen percent, which is not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Just get rid of the humans altogether. <laughs> yeah, the, the humans ruin it. You really do. <laughs> Especially no, those terrible. like. Are are you a fan of Godzilla? Like you like them old Japanese nineteen fifties bullshits? Not really. I mean, I guess they have their place and stuff. And I heard like they uh, like I know Japan did one recently. I think it was called like Shin Godzilla or something that I hear is supposed to be good. Where it actually is a, still a guy in a suit, but it's like a better looking suit. <laughs> <laughs> But it's supposedly it's pretty decent, but I haven't seen it. All right. But they what, are building up towards see? another uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, that is the next one in that universe. The big <laughs> monkey better go over. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be like, you know, Batman v Superman, where they fight for two seconds and then they become friends and have to fight. Your mom's bigger. name is Martha? Jank, did you watch Earth Girls Are Easy? I sure did. <laughs> wow, all right. <laughs> you poor son of a bitch. Now, had you ever seen <laughs> Um, No, I'd seen little snippets here and there, um, some of which we'll talk about later, but mostly I remember... <laughs> I used to babysit for uh, Pete and his siblings back in the day, and they had cable, and I didn't. So I remember seeing parts of this on Comedy Central, 
but never the whole thing. So you used to babysit Pete. Yeah. Now you're your co-host. <laughs> yep. <laughs> True. I so like of everything point, I knew. At any point in the middle of an episode, if like he's getting on your nerves, you can just tell him to go to bed. He has to go to bed. <laughs> yep. You still gotta listen. <laughs> it never goes. Never. Uh, never expires. <clears throat> Uh, so are you guys ready for some Earth Girls or Easy trivia? Or at least knowledge, I guess I could say. Little, little well, should we bring fact. Tuffy into Let's see if Tuffy, maybe Tuffy watched it. There's no way Tuffy watched Prime? it. Is he a Prime? No, he's too I cheap. I think he does. He's for Prime. I'm going to ask him anyways. <laughs> Tuffy! Hello. Hey, it's Tuffy. Did you watch Earth Girls or yeah, Easy? Yeah, I have Prime. Oh, uh, but now I... <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch it. I uh, right. totally forgot that that was even a thing. So, well, <laughs> I've seen Friday Night Lights. Does that help? Oh, well, none of us have seen it, so no, it really doesn't help. Yeah. But <laughs> if if, if it was effort. like if it was Friday Night Lights, but it was set in like Nova Scotia and it's about hockey, I would watch it. Yeah. Letter Kenny. <laughs> yeah. No way. <laughs> But uh, high school football in Texas does nothing for me. I just, I just don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I never had any interest in watching it. I hate Texas. Uh, I hate <laughs> high school football. But yeah, doesn't work. All right, <laughs> all of you. Uh, and we'll you talk- hate Fridays because you have to do this show. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> all right, Tuffy. Well, I guess you can just sit quietly and uh, love hearing about Earth Girls are easy. I don't know. Or feel free to chime yeah. in. Um, but we'll check in with you later, Tuffy. <laughs> All right. There goes Tuffy. All right. I'm a, I'm impressed that he has Prime, though. I would have guessed no way he has Prime. So, <laughs> but that's free shipping, though. Oh, yeah. that's so getting... Your oh, money's worth there. Suppose. Um, All right. So, Earth Girls are easy. 1988. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is very 80s. Very Boy, 80s. is it. Yeah, this is very, very 80s. Uh, the movie is based on a Julie Brown song uh, from ni- her 1984 mini LP. Uh, what is it? Goddess in Progress. Goddess in Progress, yep. Now, I don't know about you fellas. Well, Jenk, you're too young. But Larry, <laughs> I I like Julie Brown back in the day, and I tell you, I still like Julie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, here's the thing. I'm actually probably the biggest fan of Julie Brown's music that I've ever met in my life, at least. <laughs> I actually own what? all three of her albums. <laughs> wow. You, Holy you and her mother. <laughs> she Pretty was much. very popular. She was very popular from like 85-ish to 89-ish, I would say. Yeah. Her album in, in 1987 was phenomenal. It's really good. She's basically I actually cut like, up some clips for, uh, for later. Oh. <laughs> So, for those who uh, don't know, she's basically the female Weird Al, in a way. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. I mean. well, but her her songs were all, like, original, though, right? She didn't do, like, parodies of, like, you know, like a beat it, eat it kind of thing. She just <laughs> did all stuff, right? She did try that on her most recent album. She, like, like came back in 2010, um, and she did try a couple of parodies on there, and they were not so good. <laughs> okay. Um, not her best. <laughs> 
like, uh, you realize that Weird Al is kind of the best at that because he makes it actually kind of sound like the real song where this just sounded like really cheap imitations and it was it was not good. <laughs> and if uh, you're trying to remember, she was on MTV a lot. She had a show called Just Say Julie on MTV. On oh, yeah. I forgot about that show. And she would like be like a Valley Girl kind of personality and like introduce videos and kind of like make fun of them and stuff. But um, she also had a, keep in mind at this time, there were two Julie Browns on MTV. Yeah, nope. <laughs> yeah downtown Julie Brown, <laughs> and then they called this Julie Brown Miss Julie Brown. I guess to kind of like differentiate. Been <laughs> uh, uptown. Yeah, that yeah, that would have been much better. Um, but for those of you scoring at home, you might remember, I, I'm guessing her two most popular songs were Cause I'm Blonde, and we get a, mm-hmm. a music video of that here in this film, just jammed into the film for no apparent reason. Yeah, apropos and nothing. We, and then the other one that I always remember is Homecoming Queen's Got a Gun. Yes. Everybody run. Homecoming <laughs> Queen's Got a Gun. Yeah. This this is a song that originally turned me on to her in the first place. Um, I remember hearing this like randomly on like our alternative radio station would play, you know, like have like an 80s lunch uh, that they would play a bunch of 80s songs. And I remember hearing that one day and I was just like, oh, my God, this is the greatest song ever. I need to download <laughs> this whole album. <laughs> yeah. Julie Brown. I, I, I got to tell you, Larry, big fan. Big fan. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Agreed. She does it for me. Yeah. <laughs> she's all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know um, what? You might want to check out Mike Dell. I think it might even be on Amazon Prime. Uh, there's a movie called Bloody Birthday. I want to say oh. it was like 1982 or something like that. Okay. But Julie Brown is in it, and she gets topless. Whoa! <laughs> hey now, Larry. I might have just next watched week. this. You oh, might have. Watch it for next week. Hollywood bunt <laughs> and bloody whatever she said with Julie Brown. <laughs> Birthday. I just heard topless. So let's watch that. Yeah, it's, it's not too shabby. Yeah, I'll look into that. I'll do extensive yeah. research on that. Don't you worry. <laughs> I'm not worried. I can count on you. <laughs> this was actually her second film. Uh, Earth was her first film appearance was in Police Academy 2. So how about that? Hmm. <laughs> Those good. are all on Netflix now. Oh, yeah, well, I, I saw that. Go... Oh, I don't have Netflix. I could get it. We could just do all the Police Academy movies. That could be a thing. All right. Do... <laughs> the whole um, oeuvre of Michael Winslow. I'll watch him again. <laughs> uh, what was this? Oh, Julie Brown. She was also uh, she was on two episodes of New Heart back in the day. I don't know. That's the fans of New Heart? Oh. <laughs> no. no. All right. <laughs> uh, and uh, oddly enough, uh, we'll get into the cast here in a minute, but, uh, well, maybe I'll save it. Well, no, I'll just give it to you now because I'm, I'm sure you're interested in this. Do you remember the old 80s TV show, Larry, uh, Buffalo Bill, starring Dabney Coleman? No. He was like an egotistical talk show host. was on for two seasons. It, it was critically acclaimed, uh-huh. I would say. But Gina Davis was on there. She was a regular. Oh. And then Julie Brown and Damon Wayans, uh, or no, Jim Carrey and Julie Brown, both uh, had guest star, like, you know, minor roles on that show in, like, one oh. episode. But, so that's weird. Gina Davis, Jim Carrey, Julie Brown, Buffalo Bill, and then Earth Girls Are Easy. It's all connected. Mm. How about that? <laughs> all right. So yeah. <laughs> Small world. Julie Brown, Julie Brown was the inspiration for this film, uh, that song, and she also helped write the screenplay. 
and she has a prominent that role in sense. it. She plays <laughs> she plays <laughs> Gina Davis. I think she was even involved in the production, like as a producer, because I believe she was was kind of responsible for getting Damon Wayans and Jim Carrey cast in their role. Um, uh-huh. At least that's what I read. I didn't learn that. Uh, what was I going to say? So yeah, the director is a guy named Julian Temple. Jank, what can you tell us about Julian Temple? I'm sure you know his whole career. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> uh, he's a British fella, and uh, he's most famous for doing like uh, rock and roll documentaries and music videos. I would say, and oh, he, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, before before coming to the U.S. to do this, he did a movie called Absolute Beginners in Britain, and it was like supposed to. It was one of the most famous or at least hyped up films in British film history, and it bombed. And because it was so bad, <laughs> it like destroyed a uh, production company and it like went out of business. And so then he came to the U.S. and Earth Girls Are Easy was supposed to be produced in 1986, but when his Absolute Beginners movie did so poorly, the studio got cold feet. And they also were trying to cast a lead, and Madonna and Molly Ringwald both passed. So they put it on the shelf for a while, and then they brought it back to life. But, huh? Some other actors. Was of course uh, Gina Davis. Was Madonna supposed to play the Gina Davis part? Yes. Yep. Oh, that would have been interesting because I feel like Julie Brown, the later part of her career, was spent mostly like uh, making fun of Madonna. (laughs) Yeah, that was (laughs) like she made some whole. Yeah, that was right wheelhouse. Like when Madonna was really popular, Julie Brown was making fun of her constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, w- that would have been awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how that would have worked. Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't pass on <laughs> because he's so Julie yeah. But uh, that could some other it. actresses who were considered, I mentioned Molly Ringwald, and then uh, Daryl Hannah, Oof. Deborah Winger, Elizabeth Shue, and uh, Justine Bateman were all considered. Mm. And the part eventually went to Gina Davis. And let me just say. Holy hell, Gina Davis looks good in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you this. She does. This movie is a pile of shit. And so <laughs> when it started, I, wrote, I I got out my notebook. I'm like, oh, I better get out my notebook. I wrote down <laughs> one thing about this movie. Gina Davis <laughs> looks amazing. There wasn't anything else worth commenting on in this thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought Julie Brown looked good, too. <laughs> but yeah, Gina Davis. Yeah. Not Gina Davis good. Gina Davis was spectacular here. She oh was uh, 32 years old here. And uh, now, Larry, how do you feel? Because she's six foot tall, and you hate the tall ladies. And in fact, on this show, you've been on record as saying they're quote gross. Yet she's six foot. <laughs> <laughs> what? I would never say something like that. That's ridiculous. I uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know she was six foot tall. That's yeah, six foot tall. Gross. <laughs> You're gonna have to unmasturbate now. Yeah, suck it back yeah. in. But yeah, she Holy looks hell, great. Yeah. Her face is amazing, though. Yeah, the legs and everything. Yeah, and she spends oh. a lot of the time in a bikini. Like, there's two scenes. Yeah. Where she's yeah. Different... And the one she's in a bikini and wet, so that's tremendous. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was pretty much. Seen and in her. one scene, <laughs> in one scene, yeah. you get to see her boob for like a second or so. Yeah, if you pay close attention, she has a sex scene with Jeff Goldblum. And oh. if you really closely... <laughs> Not her first. Well, Larry, yeah, Larry, get ready for this. 
because here's something. If you don't like the fact that she's six foot tall, when this movie was made, she was married to Jeff Goldblum. So. Yeah, I thought I thought they were together because I said that to Nick. I'm like, I think they're like a real life couple at one point. They were married for weird. three years. Gina Davis has yeah. been married four times. Four times. <laughs> four times. Four times. Yeah. And like the last marriage, uh, it, when it ended, she she had three kids with this guy, and they were together like a long time. I don't know, uh, something like 17 years or something. But uh, she she said they were never legally married, so there's a put an asterisk next to that last one. But um, so yeah, at least three official marriages, and then a fourth relationship of that long. So yeah. <laughs> I think in California, doesn't that count as common law marriage or something like that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't really look into it. But why are you giving up on Gina Davis? You know, you think if you're married to Gina Davis, you lock that down. You know, you. <laughs> You're in. Well, Gina Davis doesn't look like Earth Girls or Easy Gina Davis anymore. She still looks good. She's like (laughs) sixty-seven or what? Sixty-eight now. But did you did you you didn't watch Glow, Larry? Did you the last season of Glow? No, I did not. I did. There's, yeah, there's a yeah. She's a showgirl. Yeah, she comes out like a showgirl dressed in very scantily clad, you know, nothing, and she looked great. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let me ask you this. Gina Davis or Gina Gershon? Uh, Oddly enough, both of them have been with Jeff Goldblum, right? Ah, man! (laughs) He gets around. Fucking asshole. (laughs) I mean, that's that's true, though, right? Like, wasn't he with Gershon? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Because remember on Larry Sanders, there were, like, a couple in there? And, like, I think that was with him, right? Yeah. I didn't even know that one. He's from Pittsburgh, by the way. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I looked it up. Yeah, he was Pittsburgh. He was 36 years old here, so he's four years older than Gina Davis. Um, but I would, uh, I would go Davis. I'm a big fan of Gina Davis. Big, big fan. Jank. Um, I think I would go Davis as well. Gershon's got a weird mouth sometimes. <laughs> I love. She's got. <laughs> Gina Davis doesn't have a weird mouth. Yeah, they're both kind of weird. <laughs> you bring it up, but what's wrong with Gina Davis's mouth? It's huge. She could, oh, yeah, she could put right. Julia Roberts' mouth inside her mouth. <laughs> Look like that alien. Hey, hey, here's the question: did, did you like Gina Davis with the blonde hair in this, or because she she has yes. blonde hair for a while? Yeah, <laughs> that was yep. That was her best look. Like I don't know what, I, when she when she put that blonde wig on and she she had like that you know lingerie or yeah. whatever the fuck you call that thing. But uh, I turn to Nick. I'm like, she's looking good there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Nick just with that statement. She is fine with that. She, yeah, yeah she's fine with it. She don't care. Oddly enough, this was the third movie they had made together, Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum. Jank, can you name the two previous movies they were in together? Mm. Uh, the Fly, definitely. The other one. Yep. Oh, yeah, The Fly. Um, I don't know. Is she in like nine seven six evil? You were close. Transformers. Oh, that's it. Because you wonder, like, how could Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum get together? Well, that's how they're just always together. They were working on three movies and always around each other, and there they are. He's so crazy. When they stopped making movies, they left. (laughs) Like, fuck you. I don't have to be with you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you say, Larry, about Jeff Goldblum? He's so creepy. Yeah, like in this film, uh, 
there's a scene. Uh, I guess we should say what the plot of this film is, but uh, <laughs> go ahead, much of please. One. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I got I got more background info here about uh, Earth Girls Are Easy. Uh, Roger Ebert. In his review, he said, quote, Earth Girls Are Easy is silly and predictable and as permanent as a feather in the wind, but I had fun watching it. What? And I assume when he says watching yeah. it, he means Ed <laughs> Davis in a bikini. That's what he had fun watching. Yeah. Um, Leonard Maltin said, it is infectiously goofy musical, and he went on to cite some good laughs and an endearing performance by Davis. So on Rotten Tomatoes, critics had a 67% approval for this film. And the audience was at like forty. So, hmm. we, here's the other thing: is it a musical? Because the first half hour very musical, and there's not a song for like another hour. And I was like, all right, maybe it's not a musical. Oh, okay, they're kind of singing. I don't know if it's a musical or not anymore. Yeah, then they just jam into yeah. Julie Brown because they're a blonde song, just to get more music in there, I guess. <laughs> but uh, hey, Janice Dickinson, do you remember Janice Dickinson? Uh, yeah. Uh, she was cast and she appeared in several scenes with Jim Carrey together, and then she was cut from the movie and no one told her until she showed up at the premiere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the the male lead in this film is a fellow named Charles Rocket, who we'll talk a bit more about here in a second. But uh, he and Michael McKeon of uh, you know Lenny and Squiggy fame. They were originally supposed to play the opposite roles. Like, Charles Rocket is a doctor who is uh, about to get married to Gina Davis, and Michael McKeon is a pool guy, a surfer, burnout pool guy. They were supposed to play mm-hmm. the other role, and they swapped. So, oh, uh, it would have made so much more sense the other way. <laughs> well, I, like, I, why is Michael McKeon playing this pool guy? This doesn't seem like him at all. I, I think it probably would have worked better the other way. But, um, uh, the producers originally considered uh, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John for this film. <laughs> but the film distributor, uh, they said no, because the previous film they combined on, Two of a Kind, bombed. So they said, we do oh. not want Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. So, there you go. Well, this bombed, uh, too. Yeah, this film had a $10 million budget, <laughs> and its worldwide uh, gross profits were $3.9 million. So, there you go. <laughs> it, it's that's a good. Who's got a million on this? <laughs> um, I went to makeup. So uh, Damien Wayans and Jim Carrey are also in it. Uh, the, the Gold Bloom, they play three space aliens, and this is two years before In Living Color. Yeah. And, so. uh, and that's I, pretty I, cool. I believe last week on the show, the Ed mate, when we told the Ed we were watching this, he may have said that it was Jim Carrey's first movie role. That is not true. He was in a few other things before this, including when Peggy Sue got once married. Bitten. Yep, once bitten. Yep. Yeah. Rubber face. Wayans had a couple minor bits in movies before this as well. Um, so, but still, uh, I guess this might be their biggest movie. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's Both talk about. Both of them are kind of wasted in this movie. Yeah, definitely. Like they both have much better in them than just kind of parroting noises they hear. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a waste terrible. of their talents. All right, so Charles Rocket, the uh, Gina Davis's fiance in this, are you guys familiar with him? Uh, he looks familiar. I know I've heard that name before. 
Well, he he was on the cast of Saturday Night Live in eighty eighty one, like after the original guys left, the original cast oh. left, and Lauren Michaels wasn't there. They had a new producer and they brought in a whole new cast. He was, and it was considered the worst season ever of Saturday Night Live, which is hard to believe if you've seen like the last fifteen years of the show. But uh, <laughs> it's considered like the worst season ever. He was on the another member of that cast letter was Gilbert Gottfried. I was going to say, I was just going to say that because he was talking about that the other day. And Charles Rocket is famous for saying fuck on the air. And <laughs> then, like, he like lasted one more. He lasted one more. It was during the end. Uh, Charlene Tilton of Dallas fame was the host that, that day. And they did a bit where uh, they were parroting Who Shot JR? And so at the end, they were just talking when the credits before the credits rolled, you know, when they're all on stage. And uh, she asked him what it was like to get shot. And he goes, I don't know. I just want to know who the fuck did it. And so he said, fuck. And I guess it caused a big controversy, even though it had to be, what, at one thirty in the morning or 1 a.m. in the morning. And I said, fuck. Yeah. Uh, so he lasted one more episode. And then uh, the NBC put the show on hiatus because it was doing so poorly. And then he got fired. Gilbert Godfrey got fired. And some other, another lady got fired. And then there's a writer strike. And then by the time they came back, everyone was gone, and they brought in a whole new cast, except for Piscopo and Murphy. They stayed. You are black, and I am white. You're as blind (laughs) as a bat, and I have sight. But Larry, you should know uh, Charles Rocket was on an episode of King of Queens. Oh, really? Yes. Can you? Uh, I, I didn't recognize that guy. No, not at all. Uh huh. I have no idea. He was he was Steve Moscow, the Russian fungus guy, and they had the black That's mold. That's him. That's him. Yeah. I hate those episodes. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> <laughs> I always you want somebody who can see through wall. You call Captain <laughs> Superman. But sadly. Charles Rocket, he died in 2005 at the age of 56, and he was found in a field with his throat slit, and uh, they ruled it a suicide. Killed himself, slicing his throat. Might want to do a conspiracy theory on this. Something doesn't sound right. I did research it because yeah, that does sound crazy. Why would you slice your own throat to kill yourself? But Apparently he did. He had a fucked up childhood and he struggled with depression. And so yeah, it seems like he did kill himself. But wow, uh, slicing your own throat. Is it because Gina Davis left him? <laughs> I don't know. She left him for a, a space monkey. They're like I'm out. But yeah, Doctor so Love. Sad Charles Rocket. I had no idea he died that way until this afternoon. So it's unfortunate. I had all right. I had no idea that was Steve Moscow. <laughs> yep, <laughs> Steve Moscow. All right, so uh, Larry, you usually summarize the plots of these films, so give us a quick summary. Uh, basically, Gina Davis is in a loveless relationship with this doctor guy who's cheating on her. These aliens land in her pool. She gets captured by them, befriends them, and then kind of just encino mans them into the real world. <laughs> and Fun. then at 
And at the end, she just leaves with Jeff Goldblum and leaves the husband. It's fucking stupid. And then in between all that, there's a bunch of songs that make no sense. And they're not catchy or anything. I, I think that is. You take that part back. Well, because I'm a blonde was catchy. That song's great. Yeah. That song's amazing. <laughs> it is very good. <laughs> all right. That's so, about it. Yeah, Gina Davis, uh, she <laughs> plays like a... Uh, a nail technician at a salon run by Julie Brown. And I, for one, did not buy Julie Brown as a business owner. I'm sorry. I just did not. <laughs> no. I can't imagine True. Julie Brown sit, sitting down to do the taxes and, you know, business, no, budgeting things. Uh-huh. Nope. <laughs> not Julie Brown. <laughs> she had like a very advanced computer that could like yeah. do all these makeover things that I don't know where she would have gotten that in the 80s, but she must have made it herself, which does not seem in her capabilities. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think uh, the movie opens. The first thing we see are the three space aliens. And we should mention Jeff Goldblum is blue and furry. Uh, Damon Wayans <laughs> is yellow and furry, right? And then Jim Carrey is yeah. red and furry. Like, their whole bodies are covered in fur, and their faces are painted those colors. So, And they're wearing little wacky helmets. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're they're flying around in their ship. And basically, uh, Jim Carrey and Damon Wayans are just really horny, and <laughs> they 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 start watching that space porn like Chewie's uh, grandpa was doing <laughs> in that Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> and I don't remember that. Guys. <laughs> but, yeah, but we get like a five minute scene of them up in space, uh, and then it goes into the opening credits. I think the movie would been better without that. <laughs> yeah, like we don't. We don't need any of that. It would have been much that, better that if terrible. The, yeah, because we see the aliens before Gina Davis does, so right away that puts us in an advantage over her character. And I think you want people to empathize, you know, empathize with Gina Davis and they're like she's the surrogate for the character. So I would have just had, I would have cut that out. And the first time we see them is when their ship plops into the, her swimming pool. That should have been the first time we hmm. see them. The then thing be is, like, too, so we don't even the, see them. Like spying on her sunbathing. Well, like, yeah, because they just fly in, so that's fine. That's fine, whatever. But uh, just don't. We should have no experience. We should have no more experience with them than Gina Davis does. That's the point. Like, okay. it should all be fresh. So we're all in it together. But uh, and plus, that opening scene just kind of sucks anyway. It's not funny. It's not. It, no. Nothing's funny in this movie. Plus that opening scene. There's there's one funny line. Five minutes into it, I was like, what the fuck is this movie? Because here's the thing. Going into this movie, I knew nothing about this movie. Other than I've heard people talk about it and, you know, that kind of shit. But I didn't know any, I didn't know, I didn't know there was any music in it, let alone terrible music. And (laughs) when I first started watching it, I I said to Nick, I was like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck this is. This is fucking terrible already. (laughs) Yeah, when that opening scene comes up with them in the ship, I was like, what the fuck? I was willing, I was, if not for the show, I would have turned it off. It's just, what the fuck is this? So fucking stupid. Yeah, that's fair. So then we get, uh, I guess we get Gina Davis in her bedroom and Charles Rocket comes home from work and she's, uh, she wants to have the sex and he yeah, doesn't want to have the sex. Because I guess, uh, he, <laughs> he comes two home weeks. Yeah, two weeks. I could do two weeks stand on my head, and he's, but uh, know, right? the, uh, he's got a hickey on his neck, so he's been messing around. And I, I now here's what I don't understand. 
Because then the whole movie, they're trying to say, like, he really didn't cheat on her. Like, he just had kissy face with some nurse. <laughs> that, those are his words. Yeah. But he's banging other people, right? I mean, He has to be. Because yeah. when he calls her and tells her that, as soon as he hangs up the phone, he picks up those flowers, and he's going to go take them to somebody else or whatever. So you know he's fucking that girl. I thought he was well, he talks to somebody on the phone later. Remember when they were, he's like, oh, we're going to get married, but that doesn't mean we can't still date. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't even. So he's clearly banging well, somebody. Yeah, it's it's pretty terrible. Um, so yeah, and why are you not? If you're, why are you not banging Gina Davis? That's what I don't understand. You know. Yeah, like she's so hot in this movie. Yes. Yeah. I don't know That's if we brought that up or not. Part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right there, the the plot makes no sense. It just makes no sense. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't buy your premise. No, it's terrible. I can buy the space aliens coming down. I cannot buy someone not wanting to have sex with Gina Davis. So I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, this movie that this makes movie, more sense. So uh, <laughs> only so the Gina gay Davis. cops. Then it makes sense that they don't want to have sex with <laughs> yes. Gina Davis. <laughs> so then uh, Gina Davis goes into work and she's telling Julie Brown about the problems. You know, she still haven't had sex in two weeks. So uh, Julie Brown's like. All right. Well, what we got to do here? Maybe give you a different, make you a different lady. Let's give you a makeover. And she busts out that super high tech computer that Jank mentioned, and they they put Gina Davis's picture on there, and they give her different haircuts, and they decide a short blonde hair with blue eyes. And then Larry, boom, we cut to the part of the house or whatever, and, and she's there in the, the blonde wig and the negligee and the lingerie and uh, looking good, looking oh good. Mm-hmm. But. Then, uh, for some reason, now I don't explain this to me because I don't understand this part either. For some reason, when her uh, fiance is coming home, she decides to hide in the closet. <laughs> it makes no sense. All right? I mean, she's there, to, she's there to surprise him with the sex as a different lady. Why would you go hide in a closet? Just let him see you when you. I don't know. But she hides in a closet, <laughs> and he comes home with a nurse. He brought a nurse home because, really, if you're going to cheat on your fiance, the best place to do it is at your house. Yeah. You know, that you share lying and say, oh, I live alone, but, you know, well, there's all these women's clothing here, and clearly yeah. a woman <laughs> lives here. There's a book on the table, How to Drive Men Crazy. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's a doctor. He can afford a hotel. Let's go. What do you know? <laughs> yeah. He so, only uh, mentions it every time anybody asks. <laughs> doctor. <laughs> So so he tells the, uh, the the nurse he brings home, he's like, here, sit down, and I'll be right back. i got to go do something. So he goes into the bedroom, and he's getting rid of all Gina Davis' stuff. Yet Gina Davis is still hiding in the closet. I guess she can't hear all this. She can't hear that he has another lady. It's all very bizarre. Uh, and then the next thing you know, uh, Gina Davis comes stumbling out of the closet. Some, or, or no, that lady backs into a cactus and pokes herself in the butt with a cactus. Right? Is that what happens? I'm so confused. <laughs> Like, why I don't even Davis... remember. It sounds like the kind of level of comedy they would have. Yeah, she backs into a cactus, and I think it makes her fall into the closet or something, and then Gina Davis and her fall on top of each other, or, you know, and Gina Davis is like, hey, I didn't know whatever his name is had company. She doesn't seem mad at all, you know? <laughs> she seems like it's perfectly normal for her fiancé to bring women home to the house. And then uh, Charles Rocket comes jumping out of the other room, just in his underpants and a stethoscope and like a mask. 
and rubber gloves, and he's like, get ready for Dr. Love. So. And he's like, oh, we're going to have a <laughs> tile party. Who's your friend? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he doesn't recognize that it's Gina Davis because of the blonde hair and everything. Um, but, yeah. And it, it seems to take Gina Davis a while to realize what was happening, you know? And then, <laughs> yep. and then the blonde hair said, made her dumber. And then she said, oh, that's right. Well, that is good, yeah. <laughs> and then she said, uh, uh, you're going to have sex without me? Like, that seems to be the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Have, not yeah. that she's having sex with other women. You're having sex without me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good it's almost like it's almost like if he would have fucked her, like, the night before or whatever, when, when he was tired or whatever, she wouldn't even have been that upset because, well, I, I got my D already. So, like, all right, go ahead. Give it, give it to the nurse. What do I care? I got, I got some or, last like, if, night. If you had at least invited me with you and the nurse, I would have been fine. But without me? Yeah. <laughs> you know I haven't had sex in two weeks. What's two fuck? weeks. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so then she gets mad at him. The nurse leaves. Uh, she starts throwing sushi at him, and she kicks him out of the house. And then when he, but as soon as he leaves, he's like, "Where are you going? You just kicked him out of the house." That makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, from a screenwriting perspective, none of this really makes sense. Fucking movie. <laughs> There's very little plot. So, so I think the next thing, right, Larry, is uh, she's. We see her sunbathing out by the pool, which is always nice. Yeah. We see the space monkeys in their little ship, and they're spying on her. And then their ship crashes into her swimming pool. And she thinks she's just fantasizing, hallucinating all this. So she jumps in the pool and says, "I'll just swim right through it." And she conks her head on it and knocks herself out. <laughs> yeah. Which she was starting to realize how dumb she is. Maybe that's why the doctor was not so interested. <laughs> Perhaps. So now this is another thing I don't understand because it looks like in the sub, like their ship looks like a submarine almost, but it looks like uh, they're small, like like Jeff Goldblum like grows to come out of the ship, right? Um, Their ship was small, wasn't it? Because he like stands on some little pink disc, and he like he like grows in size. He gets really really big, and he comes up up through the ship, and then he he rescues Gina Davis, picks her up, and carries her back into the ship, and they like shrink back down again. Oh, that's so weird. Got those pin particles. <laughs> yes, I don't I don't know what's happening. But uh, the important thing to remember here is that now they're inside the ship. And Gina Davis is in a bikini and soaking wet. That's all you really need to care about. That is all that's important. And you just fly away at that point. And so I, I don't know. Jank, uh, you mentioned it earlier that this was a complete waste of Damon Wayans and Jim Carrey. And I would agree because they can't speak. Just have them speak English. I don't know. Sure, it's stupid, but it'd make it so much better. Because <laughs> all they're yeah. doing is like mimicking noises and sounds, and it's really annoying. Uh, like they're all very yeah. stupid. It's like, that, uh, it's like that guy in the jail cell down in uh, Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Possibly Billy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're just annoying. They're not funny. They're not charming. They're not anything. They're just annoying. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. And I guess Jeff Goldblum watches some Jerry Lewis movie where Jerry Lewis is a smooth-talking 
patter guy, so he, that's how he talks. So he uses <laughs> they watched like three seconds of that. Yeah. And somehow it really left an impression. Yeah, I don't know. And so Gina Davis, she decides she needs to get the pool drained because that's it. Well, they become friends pretty quick. They, she, they befriend each other and they go inside and I don't know. She decides she needs to get the pool drained so they can get their ship out because spaceships can fly through galaxies, but they can't get out of three feet of water, apparently. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> So the the pool guy that she calls is Michael McKeon. His name's Woody. And he comes over to drain the pool. And, of course, he doesn't think it's anything weird that there's a spaceship in a swimming pool. He just thinks she tells him it's a new floaty she has. And he's like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> he's got to be, like, 40 at this time, and he playing this pool guy seems like he's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be, you know, like 20. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like real uh, stoner surfer guy and doesn't work. Does not work. No. Uh, no, you know what, you know what so does work? Gina Davis in the bikini. That works. <laughs> oh my God. And like she jumps up out of the pool and like sits on the edge of the pool here in the scene. Oh, good times. She's so, like super uh, thin in this movie. Yeah. She's real tall and thin and, uh, yeah. All right, so uh, what happens next? Oh, she has to take the aliens. She takes them to Julie Brown because she knows, well, everyone's going to see them as aliens because they're covered in fur and they're brightly colored. So she takes them to Julie Brown's salon, and uh, Julie Brown gives the three aliens a makeover. Well, she she wants to give them a makeover because she's going to keep them at the house, and she knows that her doctor boyfriend's going to realize that they're not human beings. <laughs> so that's why she's getting them all humanized. Oh, see, I didn't even realize that was the motivation. Yeah, here. she said yeah, that. She did she's say like, that, yep. He's a doctor. He's going to know you guys aren't human. Right right. right. <laughs> I, I do remember that now, yes. Yeah. Because he's a doctor, people notice right away. No, I think that's kind yeah, of funny. That's... Like, it's a funny line. <laughs> I didn't laugh yeah. at it. Yeah. <laughs> it might be unintentional comedy, but yeah, um, <laughs> it's good. So, so basically, the makeover they uh, lose all the fur, they get shaved down, and uh, they you see Jim Carrey, then you see Damon Wayans, and then uh, Jeff Goldblum, the big dramatic reveal of Jeff Goldblum coming out, and Gina Davis is smitten as soon as she sees him because he is yeah. so such a hunk, this Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Now, I don't know. He was when pretty chiseled of, in those days. But when I think of handsome fellas, like, oh, I'd like to look like, I'd, I'd never think, oh, I'd, I'd want to look like Jeff Goldblum. Nope, not even no. one. No. <laughs> Maybe from yeah. the neck down. Like, he's in good shape and stuff, but his head is fucking child molesty. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not the very he's doing his sexy pose in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Especially then. Yeah, he's, he's a very weird, goofy, nerdy-looking fellow. I don't know. I don't. But apparently, the ladies love him if he's getting Gina Davis and Gina Gershon. Maybe his well, powers what only. With... Maybe his powers only extend to women named Gina. No? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> what the, didn't? Wasn't there something with him like a couple months ago, two type thing or something like that? Oh. <laughs> I have no idea. All right, maybe not. Yeah, I, you know. Um, but he's creepy. <laughs> I know he got a Disney Plus show, so he must be squeaky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Super pizza gaty if he's working for Disney Plus. All right, so uh, 
yeah, it's Gina Davis is smitten with Jeff Goldblum when he walks out, and uh, they bang pretty quick, right? Like not long after that. Or... No, it's it's a good while after that. Oh, really? What do they do after? They have that? to go to the club first, and uh, oh, okay, all that stuff. Yeah, they Julie Brown the dance off. <laughs> oh fuck, that whole scene's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, kind of no doubt during this. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was doing other things. Well, I was researching. You know, I didn't know what was going on. He was blowing kisses to that guy. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, at one point, I think I said the uh, one of the girls there, like the blonde girl that they kind of met and were hanging out with. She has like a Visa card for an earring. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Like, yeah. Where'd you get those? Those are those are totally tubular or whatever. And you're like, oh, they're my dad's. <laughs> my dad's. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Julie Brown makes out with Jim Carrey, and uh, she swoons. Yeah, she's and... got a super long tongue. And all the ladies are like, he's coming home with me. <laughs> <laughs> and then when. The... The the final line of the scene is Julie like Gina Davis takes the three space monkeys away and she says candy I'll see you at work that's Julie Brown and Julie Brown gets up out of breath you know and all horny and says I want his baby and then the scene ends. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. So, so <laughs> now kind of how the the song Earth Girls Are Easy kind of ends. So I think she took it right oh, from okay. her own song. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't I don't think I ever heard that song. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I don't know why it wasn't in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that you mention it, yeah, the whole movie was inspired by a song that's not even in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Although, although we do the get the line, although we do get the line, "Earth Girls Are Easy," in uh, when she's about to have yep. this sweet, sweet love with Jeff Goldblum, she goes, "I don't, I wouldn't want you to think Earth Girls Are Easy." So that's always a, an enjoyable thing when the movie's title is said in the movie. That's <laughs> No. <laughs> right? Yep, that's classic eighties right there. Uh, so they make the sweet, sweet love, and uh, like Larry said, if if you have a keen eye, you can detect some a Gina Davis nipple, I believe, very briefly. Yeah, <laughs> but it's quick. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Jeff Goldblum sex scene. <laughs> you never. You know he's to. doing. You know he's doing tantric shit and stuff. He seems like that kind of creepazoid. <laughs> Lotions and robes and kind of yeah, thing. you know. So uh, let's see. After that, hmm. oh, she has a nightmare. She has like a dream or not? A, I guess a nightmare. Um, and that that was interesting. That was yeah. I kind of <laughs> like that scene. Yeah, it was a I like it. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like <laughs> I taking know. things from different like alien, sci-fi, robot things, and yeah. just kind of mashing them all up. I wasn't Larry? sure what was going on here. Is this like how, it, like I didn't know if she was dreaming, hallucinating, reacting to alien come. I didn't know what was going <laughs> on, but like I, I liked that scene. Like it was trippy. It was a little twin peaky yeah. in the sense. I agree. It was just yeah. you know. Link- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I liked it. Um, so then, Jake, what happens then? 
Oh shit. Um is, I think she uh, I guess oh, I guess the pool is drained now, so they are kinda yeah. like getting ready to go. But then the pool cleaner shows up and he's like, Hey, I can take you to the beach and meet some girls and shit like that. Yeah. And so Jim Carrey and Damon Wayans go off with him. Yeah, and meet some blonde beach girls. And then that's where we get the Julie Brown because I'm blonde song. And they put that in yeah. there. And they actually went back, I guess. They cut a lot of scenes out. We mentioned Janice Dickinson got cut out. So they'd cut out a bunch of scenes. So they went back after production had ended to film the Cause I'm Blonde bit, and then they put that in the movie. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it is weird and out of nowhere, because like, they're not even at the beach yet. It's, it's like them driving, then you cut to that scene, and then back to them driving, still trying to go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Although Jim Carrey, you can see Jim Carrey at the beach. Like in the song, <laughs> like he's he's next to Julie Brown during one portion of the song. Um, so, huh? Yeah, I think I believe Jim Carrey was there. Like, didn't he have the goggles on, acting all goofy? I mean, that was Jim Carrey. Yeah, it sounds like him. Yeah, but uh, again, big Julie Brown fan, big fan. So good for her. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, and then that's basically the end of the movie, right? Or what the kid? No, they get. <laughs> The guys get framed. Uh, they go into a convenience store, and the guy thinks they're being held up by Damon. He's being held up by Damon Wayans and Jim Carrey. So don't like the cops come looking for him and stuff. And oh, there's also a thing mm-hmm. in the hospital. They get taken to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they get arrested for robbing the place, and they get the police send them to the hospital. That's where Doctor Love is there to start examining them. and starts realizing they have two heartbeats. Yeah, Charles Rocket. Dr. Love. And um, then, so Gina Davis and uh, what's his face? Goldblum. They're in the back of a police car, too. They're getting arrested. They're going to the slammer. But then Goldblum uses his special love touch. (laughs) (laughs) Harvey Weinstein had the same thing. (laughs) So he touches the two cops and they fall in love and they, they become like a gay couple immediately. And they're planning a future together. And then, so they just let Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum out of the car. They go to the hospital. <laughs> they disguise themselves. Oh, they find that nurse that her fiance is going to bang. And Gina Davis makes her take off her uniform. So we get to see her in her bra. Um, that lady kind of looks like Vanna White. I don't know, Vanna Whiteish. Yeah, maybe. I can see that. Wait for her to turn <laughs> I see uh, the guy in like the body cast who is just like, yeah, yeah, take those clothes off. <laughs> yeah, like she's taking her clothes off. She's like, she's like, press the call button, press the call button to call for because Gina Davis acted like she had a gun. She's like, press the call button. The guy goes, no, I'm not going to press the call button. <laughs> you get naked, lady. Um, so then, I don't even remember what happened when they go into the hospital because, like, Charles Rockets examining the two uh, weigh-ins and Carrie. What happens when they? I don't even remember what happens. They start making all those <laughs> weird noises, like. Mm-hmm. Simulating a heartbeat, phones ringing—I don't know—all kinds of weird, fucking, goofy sounds and shit. I have no idea. Yeah, and he starts like <laughs> thinking he's crazy when they really could have just solved this with like one, you know, uppercut or something. Yeah, <laughs> just knock him yeah. out. Let me tell you, <laughs> you so things easier. in this world cannot be solved with a punch. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> a punch always works. Yep. So, uh. Yeah, I don't even know. So then they just leave. They go home, and then Jeff Goldblum says he's going to 
it's time for them to leave, right? And that's it. Yeah. Well, they like she ends up giving the doctor a ride back to their house with the aliens in the back seat that he somehow oh, okay. doesn't notice. <laughs> and he's a doctor. You think he would notice right away? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, they get to the swimming pool, and uh, they're they're getting in the ship. And Goldblum, I guess, uh, you know, he's sad to see to leave Gina Davis. But he wants her to be happy, so he uses his love powers to make her and Charles Rocket fall in love again, and they start just going at it on the bottom of the swimming pool. And, and Goldblum starts to fly away, but Gina Davis fights through the love power, Larry, and she stands up and says, no, I love you, Jeff Goldblum. I love you. Take me with you. <laughs> and that's what happens. She goes. Yep. That's the movie. The <laughs> and then their penis-shaped rocket flies through <laughs> like a big giant butthole. <laughs> I, I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like this ring in space that it like flies through. Oh, it did look the, like I, kind of very Cheerio. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I didn't even notice that. I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> um, as soon as Gina Davis got the ship, I'm like, I'm out. Oh well, then. Uh, Julie Brown shows up with like a six pack of beer or something or margaritas or I don't know. And, and she says, all right, I'll see you. And, and she goes, but wait. And she goes to throw a beer all the way up to the spaceship. That's like, you know, I don't know, a hundred feet in the air. And <laughs> the beer somehow goes and hits Michael McKean in the head. I don't know where he was exactly. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. This, this movie's terrible. <laughs> it is fucking terrible. Uh-huh. There is, it was there pretty is, terrible. There is no plot. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> that <laughs> was the problem. It's yeah. like they forgot the plot. They forgot to have actual jokes. <laughs> I could see that there could be a movie here, like with this premise. I could see how you could make a movie out of this. But uh, there is just... The obvious thing would be like their shipwrecks, they need to fix it. So they have to go get something to fix the ship. And then that sends mm-hmm. them on a mission to get that, and then things happen. And But literally, all they had to do to leave this planet was empty a swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty low stakes. Yeah, and they didn't even have to like do that. They just turned it on and wait a day, because it would take a day. <laughs> Seems like a long time, really, for that swimming pool to drink. But it would take a day. Yep. It's not like, oh, and, the government's closing in on us. We're going to get in trouble yeah, here. Like, exactly. No, you got plenty of time. <laughs> you just got to sit around for a day. Yeah, it it is just terrible. Absolutely uh-huh. terrible. I didn't like I it at all. No. That's why I can't believe this is a cult. <laughs> like, usually cult movies, like, there's something that hooks people. Like, other than Gina Davis in a bikini, what is there to hook people with this to make it a cult movie? <laughs> I don't Gina Davis in a bikini <laughs> and a blonde wig. Oh. Gina Davis in a nurse's outfit. Gina Davis oh, in a yeah. yellow bikini. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's right, got a good soundtrack. <clears throat> the Julie really? Brown songs are good. There was a Depeche Mode song, um, oh. some B52 songs. Oh, all right, I guess. Uh, all in notes. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Yeah, one out of ten, Larry. Uh, three just for Gina Davis. <laughs> three for Gina Davis. 
Jank. Let's split the difference and go two. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go ten for Gina Davis. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, this, this movie is terrible. Like if Gina Davis, it's a zero without Gina Davis. <laughs> like there's nothing redeemable. Oh well, yeah, oh yeah. I, I mean, I like Julie Brown and all, but yeah, there's nothing here. Yeah, she was good. Um, but yeah, with Gina Davis, yeah, three is about right. Three, two or three. But really, without take her out of the equation, and this is a zero. This is a steaming hot. Put Daryl Hannah in there. This movie. Oh my is god! Complete shit. <laughs> Ollie Ringwald. Pass. Oh god. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, that would have been what weird. About, what about Elizabeth Shue though, Larry? Elizabeth Shue. I don't know. Like, I like Elizabeth Shue, but she's not like, she's not Gina Davis. Yeah. I think uh, I think she would have worked. That would have gotten me there. What What about Madonna? <laughs> no, pass. I hate Madonna. I can't stand Madonna. <laughs> uh, uh, you all right. can see Madonna in more revealing things than a bikini, and I don't think any of us want to. Oh, I body of evidence. Try to avoid exactly. that. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, that was easy. Uh, I guess see it for Gina Davis. Well, here's what you do: you you put it on, you fast forward to everything except when Gina Davis is on, and then because also this movie is long. It's an hour and forty minutes, but it's felt much longer than that, right? Yeah, uh, it did. <laughs> it was brutal because <laughs> it just didn't move there was no progression that that's what hurts just an hour and 40 minutes of stalling oh I, I i mentioned earlier i thought there was one funny line um when she's saying goodbye to all the aliens she says goodbye to damon wayans and then she says she's saying goodbye to jim Carrey, and she says his name is a whiplock right and she says oh whiplock yeah. i think i will miss you least of all but she says it real happy and <laughs> Smiling, so yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> I think I will miss least of all. <laughs> but any, uh, any other comments, good. Larry? <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna ever just randomly pick a movie again. Well, I never would have seen Gina Davis without you. So I'm happy you picked it, but otherwise, yeah. How about if you want to watch Transylvania Six Five Thousand? We could do all the uh, Gina Davis, Jeff Goldblum movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the fly. Yeah. Grendel fly. Fly is great. <laughs> yeah. God, I love that movie. Huh. Um, I like the the old version where the guy just had a big fly head. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I've seen that. Help yep. me. Help me. <laughs> They're both pretty good in their own ways, but I love the 80s one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like saving all of his old parts that fell off in like a, in his cabinet. Yeah. In his bathroom. He pukes all over <laughs> that donut or whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never he seen starts... it. Oh, I've, I've seen, seen it. Many oh, really good. Did you ever see the Fly Two, Larry? Eric Stoltz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not nearly. But I haven't seen. No, I haven't seen either one probably in twenty years at least. 
Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. I think I watched the first one probably at least every four or five years. Really? (laughs) Every four or five (laughs) years. (laughs) It's like the Olympics. It's time to watch the fly again. (laughs) Oh. We put on... uh... We watched Grave Encounters 2 the other night, all right? You know, because uh, I think I talked about Grave Encounters last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago. Um, so I had seen 2 one other time, you know, several years ago, but it was one of those things where it was just like, I don't feel like looking around through the fucking streaming service. <laughs> I was like, I just came across it, I put it on. So it's on, and I'm not paying too much attention to it at first. But I like I I recognize a voice in it, and I'm like, is that like it sounds like Riley? And yep, that's who it was. He's in that movie from uh, Letterkenny. You know Riley? Oh, okay. I was gonna say Riley. Really? Yeah. Yep. He he he's in it. It's weird. So I was like, this has to <laughs> be a Canadian movie. But it's a Canadian movie, so why wouldn't it be? So why wouldn't he be in there? <laughs> Yeah, that's a weird thing. I've never seen any of those Letterkenny people in anything else. <laughs> so uh-huh. it's weird at this point. Uh, Jank, are you all caught up on Letterkenny? Yeah, I got caught up a couple weeks ago. Now, now see, how do you feel about that most recent season? Um, I didn't think it was their strongest, but no. I didn't think it was bad. It wasn't yeah, bad, but it, bad. Wasn't, it wasn't good. It was just like... It definitely had some good about. moments. Nothing happened. Like, what was the point of that whole season? Like, there's no um, church. So well, Katie, had Dayton, Katie dating that weird American guy. That was yeah, but we bad, all knew he but... was a jackass, and he's terrible, <laughs> and he's going to cheat on her, and then he cheats on her. So what's the big deal? Like, who? What was the point of all that? <laughs> well, it was cool to see everyone kind of rally around her and all show up to beat his ass. That was cool. <laughs> I guess it's a good but... way to close out the season, I guess. And then, like Wayne, like. He was engaged to get married. And then he the finds out his girl cheated on him. The second girl who's cheated on him since the show's been on the air. <laughs> and he's just fine, you know. <laughs> well, he had a whole episode of watching that show and like the chef. Yeah. Excuse me, please and thank you. Um, whatever. But I don't know. I, I would just like more the first few seasons of the show were like really eat there's a progression in the characters and like the stories. And now it just seems like they're just doing their favorite hits. You know, they're playing their hits. Yeah. Every couple are just doing I the think, same uh, joke. Wasn't it this most this uh, most current season where they were talking about the, uh, uh, was it Beat Your Dick December? <laughs> that was fucking great. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, yeah. Every day, they had to, every day of the month, to, they had to yeah. jack off, oh, that, jack off that many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah it wasn't like how whole... you do it on Christmas. Yeah, that was just a conversation they were having on the porch. It wasn't like a whole yeah. episode or anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like the cold open. <laughs> yeah. Like, how could you do it 24 times? Yeah. <laughs> that was great. I love that one. Yeah, there's still good moments and stuff, but I just think the overall season, you know, because then we get a whole other episode of the dick jokes, the dicks, the, uh, you know. The, <laughs> oh, yeah, the uh, Amish. I love the dicks. <laughs> Me too. That was pretty great. <laughs> I don't know. Levina Dick. I think the dicks are funny ones. <laughs> Eesh. 
Yeah, I like them. <laughs> not a fan. They're good times. Yeah, I think that's I where they uh, they brought that bathroom attendant guy in too. I kind of liked him. <laughs> the urinist. What? <laughs> the <turlet. laughs> uh, uh, That's awesome. Somebody shit on, on the outside of the urinus. What? Somebody shit on the outside of the urinus. Uh, that seems good. That, that that seems very reminiscent of Mike L and his clips. At first, I was like, "Come on, man! Not somebody else walking into the bathroom." And then I was into it by the end. Uh, I can see that. Hey, uh, we recorded Flea Market Fantasy last night. Uh, All Star Comics, sixty nine, Larry. Issue sixty nine. Oh, yeah, Comics. yeah. That's a good one. One of the featured characters <laughs> is, is Power Girl, so we talk a lot about her babes. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'll definitely <laughs> check out this one. I, I did extensive research on Power Girl's babes. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, I always wondered why they're so much bigger than Supergirls, and isn't she just the Supergirl of that earth? <laughs> yeah, I, I never knew anything about Power Girl except she stacks. And so, yeah, she's supposed to be the Earth <laughs> equivalent of Supergirl. And... Uh, yeah, she's being her. Yeah, carrot. she's not really stacked. They just drew the curved line bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm aware she's a drawing, Larry. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, but uh, and then uh, <laughs> next, we're going to be recording an episode on Sunday. Because listen to this, Mike L is going to be in Toronto on Sunday. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Hey, you want to record oh, a show?" Thanks. And I'm like, "Why?" And he's like, "So I'm going to be in Toronto." And I'm like, "Well." Well, aren't you going to be out getting it done? You're going to be in Toronto getting it done, right? <laughs> He's like, no, I'm just going to be in my hotel room by myself. So if you want to record a show, I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> We're going to hit Why is he in Toronto? <laughs> it's a work thing he has to go for. Um, but, uh, no, I'm like, oh, I figured Mike, Mike Allen, Toronto. Well, look out, lady. Yeah. Here he comes. <laughs> nope. He's just going to be in his hotel recording a comic podcast. So what's going to be happening. Taking uh, pictures so of his dinner. So we're going to be doing Champions issue 16 from 1977, I think. Oh, yeah. Nice. It's a it's a superhero team, Larry, with Hercules, Black Widow, and Ghost Rider, plus uh, wow. Angel and Iceman, the original X Men. Yeah, like that's such a weird collection of people: Black Widow, Ghost Rider, and Hercules. That makes no sense. <laughs> Whatsoever. Yeah. This one was just, we have these characters. we got to do something with them. Yeah. Uh, but I, I picked this issue, though, because uh, it, it also features Magneto and Dr. Doom. Mm. So, yeah. I'm glad That'd you're back good. to the Marvel stuff, because if I have to yeah. hear any more about the Justice Society, I'm going to shoot my <laughs> brains out. <laughs> well, you got to make it through All-Star. That, that's what All-Star Comics is, Justice Society. So you got to make it through one more. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even like the DC heroes that people actually care about. Here's uh, ones from the 40s that no one knows anything about. I much prefer those. The Justice Society, way better than <laughs> Justice League. Justice League's a bunch of things. Oh. Going to uh, C2E2 tomorrow. I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> The uh, the big Chicago comic book convention. What is it? C2? Oh, God. 
Yeah. <laughs> Explain to me what you oh. said, though. C2E2. 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 I, it all pops and buzzes. I'm not understanding. <laughs> the like, letter C, the number okay, two, com- the letter so it's E, like com- yeah. number two. <laughs> so the, the, the C2, does that mean comic convention? Is that short for that? Uh, I'm not sure what exactly it stands for. I think it's Chicago <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, so I, yeah, all right. <laughs> C2E2. That's just weird. <laughs> Like yeah, uh, so, Comic and Entertainment Expo. Oh, that's probably why. Chicago right Comic of the two C's. Let's let's set the bet right now. The over under is eight and a half <laughs> on the number of Funko Pops Jank walks out of there. Oh, <laughs> oh, that, that's a good thing, though, Larry. Yeah. Let's get an update. How many Funkos do you have right now, Jank? Have you been still buying them? Um, I haven't really bought anything in a while. I think I'm still at twenty nine. Uh, I've mostly been waiting for this, basically. Oh, okay. I figured I might be buying some tomorrow, so I'm going to see if I can get any there without having to order them and pay for shipping and shit like that. Well, Larry putting it eight and a half. It sounds like Jenks determined. He's been saving up to get Funko, so I'm going to take the over. I don't know. He might come in with like 30. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think Usually at those kind of shows, Jank, they have like they have a lot of ones you you're not gonna find just ordering. They have a lot of exclusives, probably probably Funko's exclusive just to that show. Oh, I'm guessing That's is true. Funko going to be there? I think so. I mean, I know in years past I've always seen different Funko you know people selling Funkos. I'm not sure if it was the official Funko booth or anything like that, but. I don't know. It's, this will be my first time really big show, exploring right? that. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah. Well, if they're there, World, they'll definitely have... Fall, it might be bigger, but it's more expensive. <laughs> no. How much is C2E2? Um, tomorrow, It depends on the day, but tomorrow I think it's 45 And who's there? Like, celebrity-wise, who's showing up? Uh... Let's I'm see. looking at the website at the moment. Uh, <laughs> I know a bunch of the Power Rangers. I think there's some wrestlers. Oh. <laughs> um, Photo ops, Larry. All right, here we go. The guy who people. played Arrow and uh, Felicity Smoke from Arrow. <laughs> we we got the, the people's names and the price. I will say the name. You guess how much it costs to get their autograph. All right? All right. Oh, I like this game. First up on the list, Adam Savage. And no, I cannot tell you who that is. I don't know who that is. Uh, $40. You know who Adam Savage is? Uh, I don't think I do, no. (laughs) Wow. Is he the Adam who ruins everything? Oh, I hope not, because I'll punch him right now. Oh, yeah, he's the dude from Mythbusters. (laughs) Yes, Mythbusters, yep. Uh, All right, so the guy from Mythbusters, how much do you think it costs, Larry? 40 bucks? is that what you're doing? Yeah. Uh-huh. For an autograph. Jank? Uh this is a photo. Um, oh, this is photo. Photo. Oh, oh, that's that's 50. I'm going to say $75. 80 bucks. Ooh. Wow. It's just him. Yeah, he's yeah. The only one I don't know who the other Mythbusters are. They have a long list of people here. So, I'm just going to go through some of the people I recognize. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be no one. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
George Takai. I recognize him. George Takai. Hey, there we go. Oh, we have a couple of Star Trek people are there. Uh, uh. Uh, George Takai. Um. Uh, I'd say a hundred dollars. Larry, right on the nose, a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Keep lowballing it. <laughs> Dude, I'm looking through this list. There's a ton of people on this list. Uh, I don't recognize anybody. Oh, Mark Ruffalo is going to be there. Yeah. Ooh, that's oh, true. God, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. That's how much be for like a, a photo of the Yeah, I'm going to go one fifty. Incorrect. We're looking for two hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah. Christ. <laughs> uh, now, if it was Elizabeth Olsen, I'd probably pay <laughs> just to get that close. Uh, Stephen Arnell is that that guy from Arrow? Arnell or is that his name? Yeah, I think um, he's a- Stephen Amell. A M M E L L. Amell. Stephen Amell. Yeah. The M looked like an Arnell. <laughs> he can do the salmon ladder like nobody's business. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a good wrestler. He's a good wrestler, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good. So, how much for 75 Arrow? bucks? 75, Jank. <laughs> um, let's see. I'll say 70 for just him, <laughs> 130 for him and Felicity Smoke. <laughs> oh. Well, okay, so we got Stephen Amell is $90, and then I looked down below, Ooh. team up photo ops for Arrow, so maybe like multiple Arrow people, mm-hmm. uh, it's 180 bucks. You can get like Damn. a bunch of Arrow. Who's watching Arrow? <laughs> I think <laughs> that show just ended, so no wonder they're all there. They need jobs now. <laughs> Walter Koenig, isn't that uh, one of them Star Trek Check yeah. yeah. Oh, Chekhov. He's probably expensive because you know <laughs> he's coming to the end of his run and he wants to cash in. <laughs> I'm gonna go one fifty. Jank more than Takai. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say eighty-five. I don't think he's Takai level. Eighty dollars. Eighty dollars. All right. Now he, here. Now here's an interesting one. William Shatner. Oh God! Oh man! Oof! <laughs> That's one. Shatner loves Shatner. <laughs> yep. But he does seem like a decent enough guy. I'm gonna say two fifty. Two fifty. And we're looking for a hundred dollars. That's it. Wow. Deal. Yeah. So the same amount for George Takai. Like you think Shatner would at least say if the Kai's a hundred, I want one twenty five, you know, at least put me up with Who's two twenty? Who was two twenty that we had? Ruffalo. Uh, Ruffalo. Oh. Uh, yeah, he is hot right now, I guess. The, the only guy yeah. the only other person I recognize on the this list is Sven Gooley. <laughs> Sven Gooley. <laughs> yeah. Who's that? He's a Chicago guy, so that makes sense. Uh he hosts he's always these, uh, he he hosts these goofy shows. On Saturday nights, like they watch terrible movies, and he just hosts them. Spend All right. Well, Jank said there yeah. were some wrestlers showing up. Who are the wrestlers? I thought there were. Uh, well, Sven Gulli is forty dollars. Let me just put that out there. 
Um, right. Oh, they have Ooh, Bob McLeod's going to be there. He's Bob McLeod. You guys just talked about him. <laughs> oh, the artist. You forgot already? Yeah, oh, new artist. mutants oh. artist. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Claremont's going to be there too. For a New George Takai autograph is eighty bucks. Mark oh, Ruffalo I... autograph two hundred dollars. Good lord, Jesus! Might as well just get the picture then. Yeah, so basically the pictures are always twenty dollars more. Although Shatner, his autograph is a hundred bucks, so you can either get a picture or an autograph, hundred bucks flat rate. But, um, I don't see any rest for less than it would cost for anything from <laughs> Ruffalo. I'm not seeing wrestlers uh, here at all, but I'm also not seeing Bob McLeod listed. So oh yeah, there's a separate have... section for like the art, like comic book guests. Okay. Um, oh, Carl Urban. Carl who Urban is that? I have no idea who that is. Uh, he He's was in the new Star Trek movies. Uh, he was in The Boys. He's you know the butcher. Um, oh okay. Yeah, that Australian guy. Like, like I don't know. I'll read these names. Larry, tell me if you recognize any of these. Uh, Adam Savage, we tell you. A- Anthony Starr. Anthony Starr. Nope. Nope. Never heard of him. <laughs> oh, he's Aaron. Uh, the the Superman type guy in the boys. Oh, okay. Aaron Zek. Nope. Ashley Oh, here Johnson. we go. What? Okay. You got Britt Baker. Oh, CM Punk, your boy. Oh, not my boy. <laughs> uh, Cody. Oh. <laughs> Just Cody. AEW. Yep. Uh, Darby Allen. Larry, I oh, thought AEW had there. a paper to mark. So they're going to be signing autographs yeah. and going to the paper. They're going to be Dustin very busy. Rose. Oh, in... It's a good oh, promotion. AEW. Yeah, I guess. What about Aubrey Edwards? Hmm. Uh... John Moxley. Oh, look at that. Is Renee Young going to be there? Janella, Jungle Boy, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Oh, I think some of these are like, oh, this must be why. It says Friday or Sunday only for some of them. Oh, okay. That's probably uh, why. Yeah. Luchasaurus, Marco Stunt, <laughs> yeah. MJF. Yeah. So that's just all AEW kids. Yeah. Seems to be a lot of them. Orange Cassidy, Nyla Rose, um, Raven, Penelope Ford. Oh, Penelope Ford. (laughs) I'd I'd wait and watch Penelope Ford. (laughs) Road Warrior Animal. (laughs) Yeah, well, Road Warrior Hawk's dead, so I can't get him. Yeah. Uh, Santino Morella. Oh, Santino. Nice. Wonder if his sister <laughs> Santina is going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Shane Hurricane Helms. The Young yeah. Bucks. There we go. The Hurricane. Stand back. There's a hurricane. There's a hurricane Tommy Dreamer. coming through. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Dreamer. Tommy. 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 Is he Timmy from South Park? Just change one letter? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so Agent Christian always says his name. Tommy. Yeah. Tommy. Yeah, I think that's all of them, but yeah. A lot of wrestling kids. 
Yeah, yeah there are man, a lot. Must be quite the convention. Uh, some of these other people on this list, Larry, Travis Willingham? No. No idea? No. Talison Joppe? I don't know how to... Uh-uh. Robert Sheehan? Al Joppe. Very good. No. Robert Sheehan? Sam Regal? No. Robbie uh-uh. Damon? Ray Chase? No. Max no. Middleman? Matt Mm-mm. Mercer? Marisha no. Ray? Uh-uh. Liam... Liam O'Brien? Never heard of him. Laz Alonzo? <laughs> nope. Laura Bailey? Uh-uh. Isa Briones? <laughs> Briones? Uh-uh. <laughs> Evan Evagora? Evan Evagora? No. Aaron Moriarty? I know who Aaron Moriarty is. Oh, she no. was on The Boys, right? Yeah. Oh, yep. Oh, so basically every cast member of the boys is here then. Uh, Emmy Raver <laughs> well, Lampman. Anyway. Emmy Raver Lampman. No. <laughs> Emily Bet Rickards. Yeah, oh, that's supposed she's to be smoking good. Yeah. I love her. She's good looking. I don't know who that is. I got to look her up. Um, What's her name? Emily Bet Rickards. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's good looking. Yeah, that's my type of lady right there. <laughs> Dominique McElligot. <laughs> These names roll right off the tongue. Dominique <laughs> McElligot. Brian W. Foster, Ashley Johnson. So, Ruffalo is the most expensive. Well, I'm looking through the the uh, group photos, so I'm guessing like if you know if there's a group photo, that means their cast is here. So, uh, the Umbrella Academy. So I guess some of those people are probably on the Umbrella Academy. Uh, they list the uh, boys. Star Trek Picard. I guess they're represented. Uh, R W B Y. I have no idea what that means. R W B Y. That's some uh, anime, I think. Okay. My Hero Academia. Academia. Yeah, that's some anime. Leva Base loves that. <laughs> Lava, L-A-V-A, uh, like an acronym, Lava. Periods after each. Uh, critical Role Without Liam. Never heard of that. <laughs> that's a podcast where they do like Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, um, oh, oh. A bunch of like voice okay. actors. I'm reading this from the bottom up. So right above it is Critical Role Cast and then Critical Role Without Liam. <laughs> so... <laughs> Why is Liam he must be polarizing? Yeah, well, he's like the Jared the Leto cast, Joker. No one wants if him. You get the, if you get the whole cast photo, it's three hundred dollars. Without Liam, it's two seventy. So, <laughs> I, I would like, I would get them all there, and I'd say, "Hey, Liam, just step to the side. All right, get out." <laughs> Can you take the picture? Yeah. Uh, hey, Tuffy wants expen- back in. Oh yeah, bring t- yeah. Tuffy probably knows all these kids. Yeah. Tuffy. Tuffy. I knew who Adam Savage was when you were still grasping for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know who any of the rest of these people are. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> you don't know so Emily Tuffy. Bett Rickards? No, I'm afraid not. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, so you will not be attending C2E2? No. <laughs> 
Um, when I heard $40 to get in, it was like, nope, I'm out. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Oh, here, here's another girl <laughs> named – hey, Larry, there's a girl here named Ivy Doom Kitty. That's interesting. I don't know. I think Ivy she's Doom. like a famous uh, cosplayer. Oh, oh all right. Like a living cosplaying at different cons. <laughs> uh, you can get her photo for 30 bucks. She's one of the cheapest. Yeah, I could see that. No one goes lower than 30. <laughs> and Ruffalo is the highest at 220. Ivy Doom, he kind of looks like G.I. Jolie a little bit. <laughs> um, the, the cast photo of RWBY, that whatever that is, if it's anime or whatever, the creator, 70 bucks. That's the cheapest. And... The critical role cast with Liam, 300 is the most expensive. <laughs> so, <laughs> Liam really pushes it over the top. <laughs> Liam. <laughs> so, Jank, is there anyone there you're going to try and meet? Or not even on this list, but just people that you know are going to be there. Anyone you're going to specifically see? Uh, no, not really. Um, maybe some of the comic people, I'll try to get them to sign books. A lot of times I'll sign them for free. Some people charge like something like 10, 15 bucks or something. Are, are you going by yourself? Uh, no, I'm going with my cousin, uh, my cousin, Nick. Pete. Wow. <laughs> Sadly, he's coming in a week too late. He's actually coming in next weekend, but. I, I like that you're so close to your cousins. Yeah. Yeah, they're good people. Because, you know, my cousins, I don't give a fuck about them. I don't know anything about them. <laughs> but it seems like the Damasheks and the Janks, their cousins are tight. But, you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Larry, do you have any cousins? Yeah. And how are you with your cousins? Uh, uh, we used to be super tight, and then, you know... After my Graham died, some shit happened, and then nobody talks to anybody. Uh-oh. Anymore. Look out. Yeah. T- Tuffy, mm-hmm. do you have cousins? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I got like thir- 12, well, 10 cousins on one side, and I don't know, like six or something on the other. It's a lot. I've yeah, that's kind of what I got. I got like 13 on the one side, I think. <laughs> Holy hell. I got three cousins total, so... Yeah. yeah, I have three. <laughs> yeah, damn. What well, fucking cousin? Uh, yeah, you know, close to some, not with others. I I wish I had a cousin from yeah. Meepos. That would have been great. I wish you had a girl from Meepos. <laughs> well, I don't know. I haven't seen the ladies on Meepos. I mean, if Balky left Meepos, there's probably a reason why. They're probably the ladies. Well, good one. It's better Chicago. than what you're nailing right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. two weeks, yeah. It's been a long two weeks. Um, so Tuffy, are are you excited to see Earth Girls Are Easy now? No. <laughs> yeah, just Google up images. Earth Girls Are Easy, and that's all you need to do. Just do that. Yeah. yeah. Seems like that'll get it done. Um, I don't even know. Jake, Tuffy, no. Tuffy's yeah. so much younger than us. He might not even be into Gina Davis. Oh, uh, that's true. She is in her sixties now, so he may not be. Yeah. <laughs> <No>, she. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, 
But when I was a little kid, I remember Buffalo Bill, and I remember Gina Davis on Buffalo Bill, and that's where I first saw Gina Davis. So, yeah, as a wee little <laughs> kid. But is that um, about Ted Levine? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Damn it. Um, no one tucks their junk back, huh? <laughs> not that I'm aware of. Jank, no. <laughs> uh, anything else with this C2E2 that you're doing or you're excited about? Um, Probably, yeah, like we talked about, looking for Funkos. And I usually spend a lot of time in uh, Artist Alley just looking at the different, you know, posters and artwork people have for sale. That's one of the best well, parts. Well, I'd like to point out, Jank, that there's a C2E2 After Dark because the party doesn't Uh-oh. stop when the show floor closes, exclamation point. <laughs> There's a ton to do at C2E2 after the lights go down. Hey, now. Oh. Whether you want to sing your heart out at our late-night karaoke or just sit back and watch a movie and grab a drink with friends, we have something for everyone. Want to geek Uh-oh. out over wrestling, Anime, comic books, or cosplay? We got it all. <laughs> Check out what we have planned. <laughs> Yeah, this is exciting. <laughs> I'm going for the Anime. Uh, I'm all, I am I am all over that cosplay after dark. <laughs> Nine thirty to eleven thirty. Yeah. yeah you you could get there are you could get to Chicago in twenty four hours if you got in your car right now. <laughs> I probably want to take a plane, you'll be here much less. You can get there later. You're gonna you're gonna ruin that car just leaving it sit around all that all that time. Hey, update on the mileage. Mike Bell wouldn't get past Pittsburgh. <laughs> I cracked four thousand miles. I finally cracked four thousand cracked... miles. Four thousand? Four thousand, yep. It's been right. what, four years? Do you mean four yeah, hundred? No, four thousand. Four thousand miles. Giant Eagle is not Where did you, know, you drive? I gotta go Giant Eagle, that's at least no. Ten miles. So yeah. Okay, that's four hundred trips to the grocery <laughs> store. You have yeah. eaten four hundred times since I've known you. I, I go to the grocery store. I go to the grocery store once a week. So yeah, do the math. I don't know. Oh, there there were a couple. Right. That math doesn't work. There were a couple. Oh, trips I guess around, uh, Pittsburgh. You know, to watch. So the you should be at sixteen hundred miles then. On that pace, <laughs> and you were shooting hockey for a somewhere while, around right? there. Yeah, I was oh, shooting hockey. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was putting on miles there every day, every day. And the weather's almost. And a couple WWE shows. Yep. And uh, hey, hey, Larry, Raw is going to be in Pittsburgh March 16th, I think, somewhere around there. And uh, Kabuki Warriors, Warriors versus Charlotte and versus Becky. Charlotte. What do you say? What do you say? Let's go, Larry. Come on. Yeah, but it's we'll get shit seats. What's the point at that point? <laughs> we'll be Austin better at home. Same building as Oscar and Kyrie saying. See what same you deal. should do is that Monday, like in the afternoon, just park down by the arena and just walk around to the you know <laughs> you might run into somebody down there. Yeah. Brighton Austin. Um Yeah. <laughs> Probably Elias. Hey, hey. Yeah, he just drifts around. Hey, uh, Jake, on Saturday from 6.45 to 7.45, what the fuck Japan, 18 plus. Uh-oh, look out. <laughs> They're ripping off Ralph Garman's bitch. Yeah, I mean, Uh-oh. you think that maybe that's him. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see him on the list of guests. Yeah, it's a, it's a panel that showcases some of the weirdest stuff to come out of Japan. Yeah. Yep. 
That's exactly Kevin what they Smith do. Kevin Smith and Ralph do this. They do that bit on their show every week. Oh, okay. <laughs> where like they'll just go, "What the fuck, Japan?" And then they have a theme song, and then they just talk about one weird thing that week out of Japan, whether it's like sushi underpants or a dildo made out of fucking barbed wire or whatever it is, because Japan has some weird <laughs> shit. Why don't we do that yeah, bit do. here, Larry? <laughs> Except instead of Japan, we'll do like Slovenia. What the fuck, oh, Slovenia? Okay. Like once a week. Oh, what the fuck, Japan? Oh, what the fuck, Japan? <laughs> you gotta make it like a Slovenian theme song. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what instruments them. they have there, but no, I don't even know what uh, that is really. Eastern hey, uh, Friday night, you, you guys missed this one, 6.45 to 7.45, How to Survive a Horror Movie, 18 plus. Oh, well, don't be black. Damn it. That's one thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. On Thursday, there was a drink and draw to benefit the Hero Initiative. You could have met comic book creators. I didn't even know it was going on Thursday. I thought it was just Friday through Sunday. Yep, that was Thursday. Oh, about that. What do you know? Jake, you realize well, Jake, yeah. you, you yeah, going to the show tomorrow is cutting into our, you know, research time and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. How's that I know. Happen? Yeah, we're, we're working closer. on it. Oh, all right. That's good. Yeah. We, you know, we got some ideas. It's going to happen. Janking off? Yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> no, we got we got another name right now. We got a working title we're going with. Yeah, it's, it's about the shield, or what is it? Yeah, about? yeah. Shield. Yeah, yeah. You can't call the shield one janking off. That that has to be for the porn. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that really wouldn't work on there. No. You could do a whole episode dedicated to Gina Davis and Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh my god. You know, we got a lot of time codes. With the porn these days, though, not a lot I could use in there now because I'm pretty fucking like numb to that kind of shit at this point. Like that does nothing for me other than like she looks hot. Could I jerk off to it? No. Oh God, no. That's why I never understood why they still had that Victoria's Secret fashion show. I'm like, who's watching this? When you can go online yeah, exactly. and actual porn. <laughs> yes. uh, I think it's I think it's mostly for old people that don't know how the internet works, but they can still pay yeah. on. Yeah. Trump. That's like who's watching like it. my like my uncles. Uh, they're like sixty, you know, and they do not have the internet. Neither one of them. Wow. That is shocking to me that they don't. Have the yeah. Internet. I don't know how you Anybody like watching that. Curb this season? Uh, no. No. Okay. Is that a topic on Curb? Uh, there was an old guy who was like, uh, looking at uh, Dirty Magazines in the newsstand, and Larry told him, like, you know, just go on the internet. It's all over. He's like, where is it? You just got to search for it. You'll find it. Because <laughs> yeah. it was, um, <laughs> Vince Vaughn is playing Spunkhauser's cousin. And this is like oh. his dad or uncle or something. Then that caused a problem because the old man was just on the internet all the time, you know, <laughs> looking around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where do you find As porn you on the internet? You can literally type in anything. You will get porn <laughs> on the internet. So, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had to explain to my mom today how Amazon Prime works. Or oh. just Amazon. 
on the phone. I was like, you see wow. that box, Mom? I'm like, just type whatever you want in there, and then they have it. Yeah. And then I'm like, I was like, if you find something, just just call me, and I'll I'll just buy it for you. <laughs> so I ended yeah. up getting her like these, you know, those candles that you put in your window that you plug in and they come yep. on when it gets dark. Yeah, I, I ordered yep. her a six pack of those. Oh, six. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, how many do you have now?" And she's like, eight. And I'm like, how many well, windows they only do have you them have? In... She has a lot of windows." So <laughs> she's like, "I was like, but they only have them in six packs." And she and I was like, "How many do you need?" And she's like, "None. I'm just getting backups." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, all right. <laughs> You've had those since I was like 13 and they've haven't gone out yet, so I don't know why you need six in the holster, but all right, I'll order them for you. Well, <laughs> I was talking about my mother today, and she reminded me that the daylight savings time, or, or moving the clocks ahead, you know, or whatever, next week, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then she pointed out that this means that it'll be lighter later in the day. And I was like, oh, all right, yeah, I think I know how that works. I mean, yeah. planet. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Mums still think that we're it's five and for the six last years old, old, I think. Three years. It means it'll be lighter in the evening. Yes, I'm aware. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> but, yeah, my mom hey, sent uh, me a Facebook message today saying that we changed the clocks next week. That it must be uh, Mum's duty this yeah. weekend. For, for you know, if I if I don't adjust my clock my schedule is I am from <laughs> yeah. I could Well actually you probably would be for nothing. <laughs> Will you be showing up an hour late for your cheers reruns and your Pat Novaks <laughs> and whatever? You wouldn't know I what the hell's don't going care on. What time it is I have nowhere to be and nothing to do. <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> oh. Hey, I'm looking at uh, some of these other that Dominique McGelligot. Remember that name? Uh, she's on The Boys as well. She plays like the Wonder Woman lady on The Boys. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, going hard look, at The Boys. But I'm looking at a, a bunch of uh, pictures here. There's some good-looking ladies here. I'll tell you what. Oh. Once again, yeah. you could get to Chicago in probably are, about 10 hours. <laughs> well, is there going to be a P2, P2 or something? A P2? Pittsburgh. Well, we always have the steel, you know, the whatever that's called in Monroeville, like where I met Mick Foley. That's where all our celebrities show up. Steel City yeah, Comic Con. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you guys should go. Think, Do something. I think the cast of Saved by the Bell is going to be there. <gasps> I want to come out for that. Wow. Yeah. I'll come Dustin out Diamond me. shanked me himself. <laughs> I don't know if uh, I don't know if Screech is coming, but <laughs> all right, idea. all right. So April seventeenth through the nineteenth. Okay, here's some of the people that are going to be there, Mike. Oh, they just switch here. Hold on, let me get the uh, let me get the list up. Let's see if you want to go. All right, John Bernthal will be there, Mike Dell. I have no idea. Ooh. Punisher. Punisher. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, he'll be there. John Lovitz. <laughs> oh, Lovitz. <laughs> yeah. Critic. Matthew. Like, 
Matthew I'd hang Lillard. Out with him a bit. Oh, ah, sweet. Hmm? <laughs> oh, here. Oh, this is right up your your alley, Mike Dow. Loretta Swit and Jamie <laughs> Farr. <laughs> uh, I'll pass. I'm not a big MASH fan. My dad loved MASH, though, but uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan. What about Ray Wise? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Somebody, hey, hey, Freddie Prince Jr., Larry. Freddie Prince yeah. Jr. Former With WWE she, writer. Freddie Prince Jr. Mr. Sarah Michelle Geller. How about uh, Jesse the Body? You too good for Jesse the Body? No, Jesse and I would get along gangbusters. Talking fantasies. Yeah. Robert England? Pass. Yeah. Not for me. Will Wheaton will be there? Pass. <laughs> oh, how about the nerds? You can get uh, Robert Carradine, Curtis Armstrong, and Donald Gibb. Hard no. No. <laughs> I love the nerds. I'd get Booger. Yeah, hell Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Monica Kina. She was in the Freddy vs. Jason, I think. She's hot. Yeah, Kane Hodder's going to be there. I really don't know anything. Nice. I've met Kane Hodder already, though, so I don't have to meet him again. Oh, I, I guess Lillard <laughs> no and Freddie Prince. I guess Lillard and Freddie Prince are there for a Scooby Doo. They're like Scooby Doo yeah. duo. Okay. You could talk Twin Peaks. You can get you could get Matthew Lillard and uh, you know Ray Wise together. Uh, Larry, yeah. I'm sorry, I was going to go, but then I see at the bottom of the page, celebrity cancellations. Jason Font had to cancel because of a scheduling conflict. He will be there in August, so I'll just go to the August. Uh, I want to see Jason Who is Font. that? No idea. I'm going to look him up. <laughs> F-A-U-N. Is there like an ongoing fan base for the live-action Scooby-Doo? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there, I think no they're one doing there. another Scooby-Doo movie. I keep seeing this big display at the movie theater. I don't think it's them, but... Like, like who would you go to see, Larry? Are there any celebrities? Well, you went to see Mick Foley, so that was something. But, yeah, uh, I went to see Mick Foley that one time, yeah. Like, who would get it, you at... Like, I'm trying to think of who I would go see. Like, I know Oscar. I love Oscar, but I, I'd just be too weird to see Oscar. I don't want to see Oscar. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Who would I want to... I don't know. I'd probably go see huh. Kevin Smith if he was there. Really? Yeah. What if the Seagal twins were there? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Oscar and the Seagal twins and uh, a picture of Mary Tyler Moore. I'd be very excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a picture of Mary Tyler Moore. What about Moore? a scoop of ash? I think they're like you have the same problem that old people have the internet and the porn. <laughs> you can just look at pictures of her on your own. Yeah, but I mean... If they had like a, a big cutout of her there, I can see. Oh, look, it's Mary Tyler Moore. That'd be nice. <laughs> but, uh, I'm looking at the autograph costs here. Uh, Larry, do you know who Kane Hodder is? Kane yeah, Hodder. Jason. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, because I met him. For him is uh, ninety dollars. Ninety dollars. I didn't pay ninety bucks for a Kane Hodder. Who's paying for any of these pictures? <laughs> I know. Loretta Swit, <laughs> 60 bucks. Like, who is wow. the person who has $220 <laughs> and thinks, Mark you know Ruffalo, what the best yeah. use of this is? A picture with Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could probably get, for $220, you might be able to get, like, 200 Kyrie Shard chains 
Kyrie Sane shark. <laughs> now, that might be a worse use of your money, but. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, I saw you on, on Scopely. They had a sale, uh, uh, Kyrie Sane shards. You could get like 100 of them for 50 bucks. And he said it was a big sale uh-huh. because the original price they had crossed out was $71.50. When have they ever sold any $71? <laughs> Plus, on top of that, how many shards do you need for her? 2000 1000 yeah. And 100 of them are 50 bucks. Yep. And you can only, I think they only let you buy it like once or something, so it's going to take a while. But, uh, yeah, deal. But like it's just such bullshit. Like, oh, you have to sell because we always sell it for seventy-one dollars, but now it's fifty. They never sold anything for seventy-one dollars. No, they've never <laughs> sold anything for seventy-one. I don't think anyone in the history of the planet has sold anything for seventy-one dollars. Either seventy or seventy-five. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, Robert Englund, one hundred thirty bucks. Get his photo. Yeah, I can so. see that. Yeah. Yeah, I got to tell you, uh, not not too excited about the Steel City Con. Uh, Rikishi, I really don't want to see Rikishi. So, <laughs> well, I mean, Will Wheaton from Spain. I think I, think I might. <laughs> I'll wait till August. Maybe by then I'll figure out who Jason Font is. And then I'll just do him. Well, I looked him up. He he's some kind of Power Ranger of some kind. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's the Pink Power Ranger, I want nothing to do with it. Amy Joe Johnson. <laughs> Yeah. 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 That would be worthwhile. She was at one of these one year. Yeah, I've seen She's her. She, I think she was she was in Pittsburgh not I think last year at one of those. They do it like three times a year, I think. The problem was like That's how Larry's we buddy uh, like, Julie Benz at one of these before. <laughs> oof. Who's Julie Benz? Um, <laughs> that's that girl I went to high school with. That oh. Who's in like, you know, Rambo and whatever else she's yeah, been she's in Jawbreaker. Angel. Um, like when we went to see Mick Foley, like Nick wanted to see uh, that Herschel guy from Walking Dead, so she got her picture with that guy. And uh, you know, when I got Mick Foley, I don't mind like I because I think Mick Foley was like forty bucks or something for an autograph, and I got a picture with him, and. That was fine, forty dollars. The problem is, is all the fucking people there. There's yeah. so mm-hmm. many, and they all like they're all talking loud because they're all the center of attention, and that's the pro. That's the problem with it. I couldn't, I couldn't deal with all the people there. There's just everybody's just crammed in like sardines, and everybody smells. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think unfortunately Saturday is the most crowded day. So I'd probably yeah, oh, yeah. plan this poorly. I'm still trying to think who I would go see. Tuffy, I bet you'd go see Ozzy, right? If Ozzy was somewhere, you go, hey, I gotta go see Ozzy. I mean, he's like 70 now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you got. You, I went you and saw, hurry up and see him. You want to get a picture with him, but get him to like that, do the Irishman type of de aging. <laughs> I might as well wait until he's dead and like dig his corpse up. <laughs> Yikes! That's a morbid thought, but all right. That'd be pretty metal. Oh yeah. Have I yeah. Ozzy skeleton in my living room? Yeah, I mean, I went to an Ozzy concert last year. That was that's good enough, you know, forty bucks to be five hundred yards away from him. But I, he actually played music. In my life, I have waited in a line to get someone's autograph. I believe twice, and this was 
when I was a real little kid. They were Mel Blunt and Gary Anderson. <laughs> Gary Anderson? Yep. Yep. I was like, you know, five years old or six years old or something. Uh, seven years old. Yeah. I can't think of anyone I would A, wait in line to get an autograph from, and B, pay money to get an autograph from. Yeah. I yeah. did get a uh, picture with Stan Lee about a year before he died. Oh, at one well, of that's these. That's Stan, that's, yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I can't think of Larry. Anyone else you would like to meet? I don't know. Uh, Not really. What if, like, what if I like Lemieux or Sackett? Nah, I don't want to meet Lemieux. Huh. What the fuck would I say to that what about guy? about Bonnie McMurray? Yeah. Bonnie McMurray. Uh, yeah, there. that's the exception. <laughs> I would pay $220 to get a picture with Bonnie McMurray. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about the Star Wars kids? <laughs> Star Wars? Kids? No, that's all right. <laughs> what about Laura Dern in her Star Trek outfit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah. What about David Prowse? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Chewie. <laughs> oh no. That's no, no, David Prowse was right? Vader. Yeah, he was uh, the Vader guy. Yeah. yeah. So, there no. you go. No. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Well, Jank, uh, are you looking for any specific comic books at this comic book convention? Uh, no, not really. I think I'm, I'm... I usually go through the back issues pretty good, but honestly, at this point, I don't even know what I need. Or, yeah. I'm just kind of... So done with comics. <laughs> it seems like the whole industry is on its uh, way out at this point. Yeah, Larry. I don't know if you heard uh, all that news going down this week, but yeah, Mike L and I were talking about this on the we recorded an episode last night. We were talking about this, but Jack, it seems like DC might end publication, right? You might just stop yeah. publishing. And if they go, I mean, I'm sure Disney's going <laughs> to pull the same thing with Marvel and be like, "Why are we wasting money on this thing that no one's buying?" Oh, that'd be so sad. Yeah, I think this could literally be the end of the the whole industry. Fuck. So what's think, going yeah. on? DC's just going to stop printing hard copies. Yeah, print copies. Yeah. They got bought out by AT and T, and basically AT and T doesn't give a crap about like eighty years of history. They just want to know, hey, are you making a profit or not? <laughs> Um, and there, DC has definitely not been making a profit. So their big strategy now to try to keep going is we're going to relaunch with all these new, young, and diverse versions of characters. Yeah. Get rid of all the people you like <laughs> and yep. replace them with terrible new characters that no one wants, which Marvel yeah. already tried years ago, and it failed horribly. They lost tons of customers. Um, and basically, if this doesn't work, they're basically probably going to pull the plug on DC Comics. And it's pretty much guaranteed to not work. So, (laughs) yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah, it will not work. But uh, so they would end everything, not just like they wouldn't even make digital copies. They would just end everything. I think they're going to keep doing reprints, but basically, yeah, no new comics. Maybe some big, you know, graphic novels here and there. What would that mean for like the comic book industry as a whole? Yeah, I mean, comic book stores are going out of business left and right as it is. You take away like, you know, a third of their revenue by closing down, you know, one of the big ones. 
it's it's kind of a death blow. It's like think of all the creators too, you know. Yeah. Like what happened? I guess just a an like a groundswell of independent books would have start. I don't know, but yikes. seems like yeah, that's the only choice. Or they gotta just start writing novels or something. I don't know. Move on to some other format because there's not gonna be a lot left. Yikes. I know some people are saying that maybe Marvel might license the DC characters, and so they'll be basically putting out Batman books and shit like that. But kind of like Vince taking uh, over WCW, Larry. They're gonna come in and say we're taking it over. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Oh wow. That would be sad. I mean, I hate DC, but I'd still be sad. I don't want that. Yeah. Happen. Hmm. It's uh, it's not good. <laughs> Pretty uh, kind of a bummer. Yeah, because DC, the way to save it is not by rebooting and making your continuity even more fucked up. That's not what's going to happen. Yeah, and getting rid of the characters people actually like. Yeesh. And I heard they're supposed to be charging like $8 a book for these books that no one wants. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, They need to go back to the (laughs) print on newsprint, make them cheap, like, like old school comic books. Make them cheaper, yeah, and turn them on print and do that, because kids can't even buy comic books these days. They're so fucking. Yeah, expensive. true. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm looking on Twitter right now, and somebody put this thing up. If you scramble the letters around in Marissa Tomei's name, it's it says, "Uh, it's a me, Mario." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for that update. Yeah. <laughs> That was very important information you shared with us, so thank you. That is. That was amazing. It's a me, Mario. Uh, It's a me, Mario. That that right there is much funnier than anything in Earth Girls are easy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Terrible. (laughs) So, are we done, or? Yes. Done. Uh, thanks to Tuffy. Or, or Tuffy, have you been have watching you watch... anything to report? Yeah, have you watched any Survivor yet, Larry? Yeah, I did watch the first two episodes. Okay. I did watch the first two episodes. Yeah, it's 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 fine. I liked it. It's good enough. Yeah. I didn't watch this week's yeah. yet. Uh, Nick and I watched about. So. We... What's that? I don't remember what happened, so that's... uh... Oh, all right. Must have been good, then. Nick and I put down about six episodes of Hell's Kitchen today to finish off Season 10. All right. day. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. I'm all caught up on the new Pope, but nobody else is watching that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm still catching up on the old Pope. Yeah, all right. Guess that's it. All right. Yeah, we're done. So thank, thanks to Tuffy. Thanks to Jank. Thanks to thanks, Larry. Jank. And thanks, thanks Larry. to Gina Davis. Oh, God, <laughs> yes. No thanks to Jeff Goldblum, though. Yes. Not even a little bit of thanks. <laughs> um, one Nine Books. Go yeah, there. buy some books. I'm sure Todd Teacher has put out six more books since we started the podcast. So go get them so you're up to date. 
Uh, at LCS Hockey. No, nope. I don't even know what it is now because it's new, right? On your Twitter. <laughs> Do you know what your Twitter handle is, Mike Dell? <laughs> Did he hang up? All right, Mike Dell's gone. He just hung up, so. LCS right. Hockey um, 1921. Oh, there you go. LCS Hockey 1921. If you want to follow Mike Dell. Uh, original Jangsters. This weekend, I'm I'm guessing there's a new one. Um, not probably be. not. <laughs> but she was busy yep. running around getting ready to come in to Chicago, so. And yeah, then probably not one next week point. either, unless you guys are recording yeah. live in studio together. Oh, I want to, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, all right. All right, and two, keep an eye out for uh, you know our untitled shield project. Yeah. Our secret yeah. project that we're working on. Yeah. Coming yeah, soon. Yeah, it'll be out. Yeah. I don't know how long, how, how long do you think, Jank? I need, I need at least a few weeks to like really, I got to watch a few episodes to like figure out some themes and that sort of thing. Yeah. You come up with sense. like a cool logo. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's yeah, we gotta come part. up with some kind of logo. We gotta come up with like a theme song too that's not copyrighted. <laughs> just fringy. a theme song. Yeah. Well, that, what I'm saying is, is, like, I don't want to, just in case something like where people were like, "Hey, this is pretty good," we're not gonna get sued by anybody. True. Maybe I'll put Pete also, on nobody, it. He's, he's yeah, also, nobody's gonna listen to it. Yeah. Well, he could produce it. <laughs> yeah. Is he a shield yeah, guy? There you go. No, I don't think he's ever seen a single episode. <laughs> Despite how many times I've right. told him how great it is. Tough, you like the shield. I'm going to see if Mike Dell wants to start a wire podcast. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Competing cop podcast. And then he wants to do his never blues on here. here. Oh, yeah, what year was yeah. Mike Dell living in that he's trying to get a Hill Street Blues podcast? Well, the same year he always lived in, 1953. <laughs> I don't know. He always thinks it's 1953. Yeah. Um. All right. I got nothing. You guys got anything else you guys want to say or plug or whatever? No. Nothing. Jake, nothing. No. I got nothing. All right. You tapped out. All right. Next week. Same old shit. Till then, pass the gin, Governor.
Thank you very much.